And now for the dares. Dare. Pretend you are a sexually puppy. You are a sexual puppy. Eat loudly and wag your crazy Arabic man. <laughs> so, Jake, you want to show us? That's the dare. We're giving you this dare. Welcome to my amateur here um anyways i have a unique opener that i have never done before <laughs> and i think if you were paying attention to the snapchat you should know and it's called mad libs <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, I expect nothing but complete degeneracy from you you fine gentlemen we are to make this as horrific as possible all right so I'm gonna get fired over this shit. All right, Dre, my man, Dre, give What's me up? an adjective. Ah, oh, shit. And make it as degenerate and horrible as possible. Just not racist or sexist, so you don't get like arrested in the military. Because he's he's in the Air Force, everybody. If you don't know, so if you hear anything he says that's inappropriate, just please screen Actually. record this. And, uh, Can we get the it. other guy to uh, set the tone? Because I don't know where to go. <laughs> okay, how about all of it? All right, adjective. No, sexually, sexually. Well, Matt's calling me. Doesn't he? I'm in the podcast. I can't answer that. You said sexually. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sexually. All right. Verb. Dre. <clears throat> Thrusting. I'm eating. You're killing me, dude. I'm trying to eat. Dude, you can't think of a verb. Okay, eat. Eat. That's a verb. We'll do eat. You see how easy there that was? <laughs> All right, I'll do a noun. Um, the noun will be crazy Arabic man. It's not racist. I'm crazy just describing what he is. Okay. Uh, Jacob, adjective. Forcefully. <laughs> Yo, where is that going? I don't know what you're talking about. The military is very big on force, you know, force on force and all that stuff, right? That's all Jacob's talking about. <laughs> and this is nicotine. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, adjective. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, adjective firm. <laughs> Pizza noun or Dre noun, sorry. <laughs> How crazy are we going with this shit? As crazy as you can imagine. I expect nothing but complete degeneracy from you. Complete degeneracy? Look at that boot. Complete degeneracy. Look at that boot. You're gonna get me fired, dude. Okay, that's fine. If this if it's degenerate enough, this will get views and it'll pay you all your bills. Not that you need that, but it's <laughs> in the Air Force, right? Yeah. Um money. I feel it's an adjective. Oh, I said noun, sorry. All right, hey, Jacob noun. How do you have a full beard? Um noun. What? Autistic. Autistic. Is that no, that's an adjective. Oh. Um let me find an adjective. I'll put that for adjective. Dre, give me a noun. 
Uh, uh, let me think. America. America. Okay. Um, give me a verb, Jake. Thrusting. Give me a plural noun, Dre. Oh, a plural noun? Mm-hmm. Dogs. Okay. And then, Jacob, give me a number. Any number. 69. <laughs> All right. Truth or dare, part two, because we did part one with my family. It wasn't as bad as this. Um, and now for the dares. Dare. Pretend you are a sexually puppy. You are a sexual puppy. Eat loudly and wag your crazy Arabic man. So, Jake, you want to show us? That's the dare. We're giving you this dare. I'm going to get in so much trouble if this gets caught. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, wait. Don't do what you're thinking, then. Uh, He's more Arabic. (laughs) You get it? So, you should probably do it, Dre. Okay, say it all, all over again. Get on all fours. Get on all Pretend fours. you are a sexual puppy. Eat loudly and wag your crazy Arabic man. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> How do I even start that? Uh, I'm not very creative, Jeremiah. Just, just, just do your best, man. Act like a sexual puppy eating loudly and wagging your crazy I don't Arabic know what that's man. supposed to mean, bro. Eat like first. <laughs> eat loudly. I'm eating as loud as I can. Just just chomp, man. Chomp. Okay. Now um now be a sexual puppy and wag your crazy Arabic man. Do doggy. Do doggy stop. <laughs> uh, I can't get on all fours because I'm in a car. No, just get out, man. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. It's okay, man. Is this a podcast or what the fuck are we doing? I just want to see you get out of your car and wag your crazy Arabic I'm man. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, you're our crazy Arabic man, so we're basically wagging you, right? There you go. So wag yourself. Let's go. That's the America. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm putting that in a short, and I'm sending it to the Air Force. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck. Um, How do you have a full beard if you're in the Air Force? Oh, this is good. Don't worry. <laughs> Okay. Um Dare, Jacob, put on some forcefully put on okay, we'll change it. Put on some forceful music and dance like a firm money for one minute. These mad libs don't always work out. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. <laughs> Just dance like a firm money for one <laughs> minute. Okay, so firm money wears a gas mask. Dope. And he's he's uh humping the air and he's shaking his head. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. All right. Well, I won't make you do it for the full minute. That's very good, Jacob. That's very good. I'm very proud to call you my brother. Good um, job. All right. Dare for me. Hop on one America while you're thrusting and say the alphabet backwards. I'll do it. All right. So I'm going <laughs> to hop on one America. So if you don't know, my cell phone right here, I'm going to pull up Google Maps. Okay, so Google Maps. Still on the American flag. Gotta find America. I'm in America, so it's pretty easy. That's uh, that's America right there. Okay, 
and I'm going to set it on the ground. Okay. And uh, I'm going to hop on America. Just kidding. I weigh 230 pounds. That's not a good idea, but I'll pretend to. Yeah, don't. While thrusting and saying the alphabet backwards. Z, Y, X, W, V, S, R, Q, P, O, N, M, L, K, J, H, I, F, D, E, C, B, A. As you guys can see, I'm not very good at fucking, but. Um, How'd you manage to do that backwards? Okay. All right. I can't even do it sober. Final dare. Oh, you can't hear me. This is for all of us, I guess, since it's the last one. Take off your socks and dogs and step into the shower. Then turn on the autistic water and yodel at the top of your nose for 69 seconds. I think it's fair to say none of us should have to do this. That That's just unreasonable. Psych! No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. We're not. <laughs> Y'all want to do another? Wait, I want to know how he has a full beard in the Air Force. <laughs> He's still asking. <laughs> okay, well, are you aware that uh, in the military they make re- exceptions for certain religions? What religion do you have to be? Well, um, there's many it's religions easy. that require a beard. It's been like the ones that love America so much <laughs> and never wish death upon it and don't have any desire to oppress the infidels. No, I love this country. And for anyone that's uh, thinking that we're disrespecting that religion, just go check out me and Dre's podcast because, you know, we talk a lot about it and we don't actually hate it. I actually found it really interesting, the Muslim religion. I thought it was I thought it was interesting. I mean, after talking to some other people, um, it's kind of hard to uh, it's hard to argue when you don't know anything, you know, so yeah like they just said tell me stuff and i i haven't read the quran so i don't actually know what's in it but it seems that the beliefs of islam is very similar to or not similar but more similar to christianity than even catholicism would be so the reason i say that is because um because i see jacob and i have to explain myself now i say that because islam believes that you can pray directly to god so that's very similar to Christianity because Christianity, that's what separates us from the Catholics is, you know, we're Protestants. We believe we could pray directly to God. Um, and that's basically what started a huge war in the United Kingdom centuries ago was, you know, the Crusades and all that and everything. Whereas Islam is cool with you talking directly to God and not having, I don't know though. You got rabbis like, Right? Don't you? We don't call them rabbis. Well, do you have to go through them ever? Like, if you sin? If you sin? I mean, you could. They could guide you, I guess, if you don't know what's going on. But you're still totally cool to just, like, pray and ask for forgiveness yourself? Okay. You don't have to do 200 Hail Marys every time you lie to someone about how fat they are? Okay. I don't know, though. I kind of like that system in a way because it's like such a clear cut path to forgiveness or whatever. But um, and I kind of like that you get a consequence. It's not just you're good. But at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. Mad Libs, you guys want to do another now that we know why pizza has a beard? Up to you. Okay, cool. I'm going to try to speed it up a little bit so that we're not taking forever just to get through this. 
Um, where is my pin? Oh, I dropped it. I'm a fucking imbecile. All right. This one, guys, is about a visit to the zoo. <laughs> Plural noun. Aliens. I'm writing aliens. Jacob, plural noun. There's another plural noun I need. And Monkey. then pizza adjective. Monkeys, okay. Um, Jacob, your next one's going to be a type of liquid. Pizza, you got adjective. Adjective, uh, colossal. Wow, that is impressive. Colossal. Bacardi. That, an animal that's plural. I'll use that for noun. Let me see. Is there are nouns in here? You said okay. a type of liquid. Oh, right. I did. Yeah. Sorry. I missed that. Okay. Animal. Plural. Pizza. Uh, monkeys. Oh, we already said that. Oh, you but did? I, get, I guess we can again. It's fine. Um, oh, wait. It's a, it's a plural animal. Um, Muslims. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a short. That's a short. Pizza's like... Fuck this infidel. <laughs> it's about your own religion. How can anyone get pissed? Um, <laughs> I wish I could get fired from the military. Careful, Jacob. <laughs> this is on the I don't care. I don't care. Fire me. <laughs> how's they? Fire it's like, me. <laughs> get me out, please. Oh, my God, dude. Okay, I just um, adjective. So I'll do I'll do the next three. Adjective silly. Um silly word, whore. Silly word, bitch. What? Um what? okay, adjective. Slutty. <laughs> Plural <laughs> noun. Um uh anyone. Jeremiah's. <laughs> Jeremiah's. Jeremiah's. Animal. Muslim. Oh, I mean, uh, animal. <laughs> Pizza. Shrimp. Shrimp. <laughs> um, animal. Christian. Uh, just kidding. I just felt I had to be fair. Animal. <laughs> Marine Corps. Ah! Okay. Facts. Marine Corps. Devil dogs, bro. Corps. But my favorite... Sorry, I I was reading the thing. Uh, Part of the body. Elbow. (laughs) Penis. Penis? Wait, what was yours, pizza? Uh, Elbow. I'll go with penis. Penis is obviously better. Who wants to listen to a story about an elbow? (laughs) Put penis in it. Someone might jack off to this. I don't know. Um, plural noun, we'll go with, um, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope my parents don't watch this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, me too. (laughs) Um, they know though. I've, I've talked to them about this. Uh, they need to stay away from this. Yeah. My mom, my mom asked me, she said, or our mom, she's like, does it show who's watching? It's like, if I were to watch it, would it tell him? I was like, uh, yes. And Ethan's like, no, it doesn't. You can't see who views it. And I'm like. <laughs> I told like, him, I'm like, if you want to watch it, 
Like you can, but you're gonna be disappointed in your children. <laughs> so if you want to be disappointed with your children, watch this podcast. If you do not, then do not. <laughs> but if um, you are gonna watch it, make sure you like and subscribe. It's so yes, yes, of course. Like and subscribe. All eight people that watch this. Um twenty three. I mean eight. If we got eight people to subscribe, that'd be great. <laughs> um yeah matter of fact subscribe right now like this video i'm doing what i see other podcasts do where they just stop and interrupt it and like make it all shitty and no one wants to hear you tell them to like and subscribe and i'm just telling you to do that anyways because i want you to like and subscribe but just kidding i don't i mean i do care but like fuck it so let's get through the mad lib this is a youtube short a visit to the zoo zoos are place okay i fucked it up all right, YouTube short start, from the start now. A visit to the zoo. Zoos are places <laughs> where wild aliens are kept in pens or cages so that monkeys can come and look at them. There are two zoos in New York, one in the Bronx and one in Colossal Park. The Park Zoo is built around a large pond filled with clear, sparkling Bacardi. You will see several monkeys swimming in the pond and eating fish. Getting drunk as shit, I guess. Um... When it is feeding time, all the animals make silly noises. The elephant goes, whore! And the turtle doves go, bitch! <laughs> In one part of the zoo, there are slutty gorillas who love to eat Jeremiah's. <laughs> In another building, there is a spotted African shrimp that is so fast, it can outrun a Marine Corps. <laughs> but my favorite animal is the hippopotamus. It has a huge penis. <laughs> and eats oh, no. 50 pounds of vaginas a day. <laughs> <laughs> you would never know that, technically. It's nothing but an oversized wet pig. <laughs> okay, that was good. I, I like that. <laughs> Dude, these mad libs, bro. I'm using this like in future podcasts for shorts. <laughs> that was funny. Oh shit! Well, what now, man? I got a little bit of a crown. Um, I got some nicotine here, and uh, I've got a little um, obviously a nicotine pen. It's got nothing else. But what did you say, Jake? Is your coffee cold yet? It's been an hour and a half since we were supposed to start this. Um, I've only got a little bit of it left. It's cold now. Yeah, I make my coffee with Dunkin' Donuts Keurigs. I get the super expensive grass-fed cow milk. It's like six bucks. It's not that expensive, but it's expensive for milk. And um, I put it into my coffee, and I use stevia sweetener. And so I have the healthiest coffee you can imagine. And then I have um, Crown Royal and energy drinks here. So, like, what's the point of being healthy? If, you know, this is but, the OG podcast spot because this dude, is where your first podcast is filmed. That's true. Oh wow, what a how the tables are turned. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's see. That's the end of my preparation for this. Was, it was looks, the it looks like right now, it looks like you're in a prisoner of war like basement because like the roof and stuff. You know where <laughs> they film the videos of like people getting executed. You're about to get and, fucking beheaded, dude. You think I could record pornography like. down here? If I get on Grinder and invite a bunch of men over? <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> what? Farmers.com. 
yeah, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna keep going with that. <laughs> no, 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 say it, say it. Well, I was just thinking. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Say it. <laughs> well, basically, imagine if I recorded back there, and I actually I have nothing, man. Like I'm just trying to like impromptu this shit, and it's just gonna come out horrible. So I have a question. Yes. Why did Jacob join the Marines? I don't freaking mm. know, dude. Yeah, Jacob, we did a whole I, podcast on this, but since it wasn't recorded properly, I guess we should get into it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a good podcast. The microphone was working. Uh, I joined the Marines because uh, I always wanted to do one of the things, and then Jeremiah joined the Army, and I was like, man, I have to do something harder than him now. So <laughs> I think it was and genuinely then, that too. I don't even think he's joking. I think he just had to he had to be top G. You know. Yeah. Did Jeremiah plant the seeds? Plant the seeds of joining the military in your mind. You mean the seeds of misery? No, I wanted to do it before. I wanted to do it before. I was going to do the National Guard, though. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry, man. Jacob. I'm sorry, Jacob. I probably should have uh, just went. How long was your contract? Three years and fourteen weeks. Because my I had a fourteen week OSA, so they they sign you up for three years plus whatever's whatever but i had a really bad recruiter that just sucked and he was supposed once i signed up for airborne he was supposed to add like three weeks to my contract but he didn't because he re- he's retarded because um, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to give like three years to the army after training if you do infantry. <laughs> and then if you do any special schools or anything they um will just tack that time on to the three years basically but I don't know, man. The military's it it's yeah. such an interesting thing because it really is like if you wanted to see what a communist country would look like, go join the military. Because it, it literally is a communist system. Like um, you know, all everyone gets paid the same. That's a big one, right? Regardless of job. Now there are special pays, like you know, if you are in a hazardous area hazardous or yeah. yeah, something like that. But generally speaking, everyone receives the same base pay, whether you're special forces or you're a, a food person you know um so everyone's equal and then you see the lack of motivation in the majority of people and then of course there's those top performers that are just top performers because that's what they are and yeah 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 whatever and then um you have the bulk that just aren't incentivized to perform so they don't they just do the bare minimum because they know they're going to receive the same paycheck no matter what so like why go out of my way to do more i think the business or i think the military would do better to treat it more like a business almost like if you had a bunch of businessmen running the military i feel like it would be way stronger than if it's ran by a bunch of it sounds so silly to say this but people that have been influenced by the communist uh ideas in the military yeah but i mean i don't know enough about communism to really say if it is truly a communist dick organization i just know that everyone gets paid the same that's like a big thing with communism and you know all that that okay i guess that's my only point but i think it's a little bit of a stretch hey pizza listen guy i don't appreciate you coming at me on my podcast okay don't give me the fucking knife hand bro i'm not because i got the this thumb right here is pointed out to the side this would be knife hand (laughs) all right so I'm still showing you respect, but I'm just telling you, don't come at me on my podcast. 
a word. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yes, drill sergeant. Do not, do not come in him. (laughs) Whoa, Jacob just blurred his background. Oh yeah, I could blur my background. (laughs) Then nobody's gonna see my uh, top G basement. Do not come in him. Please come in me. Whoa. Whoa! Does everyone see my blurry background and my my clear body? Does everyone see that? Doing? Remember Drake and Josh? Where we like? Were they like at the beginning of every? Dude, Drake show, and Josh like, was the shit. Yeah, remember how they would like have? They'd always be on a video, and some like random guy would pop in. Yeah, dude, Pizza we should do it. Guy. Dude, what if they started up a podcast? <laughs> and it was just I'm Drake sure, and Josh. I'm pretty sure Drake Drake is got arrested for. Actually, I don't want to. I, I think he's a pedophile. No, like it's like some sexual bullshit. Oh no! Yeah, that's what I believe. Hold on, let me check. I heard the Blues Clues sure guy came actually... back and made a movie for Blues Clues. Didn't you he um, ever watch that? Didn't he die? The Blues Clues guy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I he died of cancer or some shit. Makes sense. I mean, I guess it's pretty common to die. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait no, no, no it wasn't it was uh he received two years of probation on child endangerment who was not a pedophile oh, okay well thanks for clearing that something up with the, uh, yeah. something with the child that's, that's... Gotcha. yeah um i remember sweet life of zach and cody someone told me the other day oh that, that was the best show yeah someone told me you still watch that I watch that all the time. That's the only thing I watch really. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you. I mean, I still watch Star Trek. That's like the only thing. Except, you know, it was made for adults. Yeah, Dude, uh, this might sound boring no. as fuck, but I can't stop watching World War II stuff. Well, like documentaries and movies and shit. Ironically. Oh, no, what, he's trying to strike the U.S. again. So, like, you know, I was at a point where I thought I couldn't love the Tates anymore. Because uh, I'm obviously a Tate simp. Um, I've got them tattooed on my back, their faces. Um, <laughs> no, but I thought I couldn't be any more of a fan. And then I saw Tristan Tate go on a rant about how Netflix is a waste of time unless you're watching Trailer Park Boys. And I was like, dude, I love Trailer Park Boys. And he said that's the only or that if they invited him to a podcast, he would go on it. And I was like, what? I didn't know they had a podcast. So apparently freaking trailer park boys got a podcast and they only, they have like a really low amount of subscribers. I'm actually surprised. Cause like, you know, it's trailer park boys. How do they not have like millions of subscribers? But I think they're like literally trailer park boys, like IRL. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that show. Dude. It's so good. I got so hooked. Um, everyone in my platoon was watching it. I only stayed away from it for a bit. I tried watching the first episode or two. I couldn't get into it. But what you got to understand about Trailer Park Boys is it started off really low budget. No one expected that show was going to go anywhere. And they had a really low budget. So, like, they didn't have money for good television. So, like, the idea they came up with was, I mean, I don't know if this is why they did it. But they did it like someone's following them around with a camcorder doing a documentary of their life, basically. And Office kind of? Uh, sorta, but it's treated like someone actually has a camcorder. So people would go and 
or sorry, when you see the show, it looks like someone's just recording with a camcorder, but it's it's genius because that's actually part of the story, but also <laughs> they don't need anything more than just it's like cheap. a camcorder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they got started really cheap and then it started to take off. They started making money and like the show blew up and now they have like three or four spinoffs, or not spinoffs, but movies they made about the show. May even be like five movies. Um, and now they have a podcast and uh, they, they used to go around on tour and do shows in front of audiences. So I love Trailer Park Boys. I've rewatched that show maybe three or four times already. It, it's such a good show. And Tate, Tate's explanation of it is like, it teaches about brotherhood and like, no matter how bad things are, you always keep trying. Cause these guys, they're always getting shit on by life. Like everything always goes wrong. Every, you know, cringy business idea that they have falls apart. Julian is like the, business guy like i guess what i'm trying to be now and um he always has some like plan you know he's always like he's the one that kind of organizes things and then Rick, ricky's like the fucking idiot that just goes out and he'll like rob a liquor store to get money for pot or something like something dumb and then you got bubbles who's like the smartest man out of the group but he's like a mega nerd and he looks like a geek but he loves his friends and he's like the smart reasonable one that's always giving them good advice that they're not listening to um but it shows that no matter what these idiots do they're always there for each other they're always like helping each other they always give each other liquor and sleep at each other's houses when they get kicked out or you know um i get his point so it's got a lesson yeah but um it's also just a hilarious fucking show they have this one series where they go Skynet is like the people doing the documentary of them. And they took them on a, like, I think it was like a two week Europe tour where they were given challenges throughout the day. And it's ridiculous shit. Like one could be, you have to get a signature from a guy and you get a thousand dollars for the day, but you, they have to earn their money each day by doing these ridiculous tasks that they're given. Like bubbles has to finish a marathon on roller skates or something um <laughs> or you know and they get 50 bucks <laughs> they just like completely fuck <laughs> them you know um yeah. and then ricky tries to take the little bit of money they earn uh and buy weed with it you know at, when they go to amsterdam um like one of the challenges they went to amsterdam and it was like you have to stay out of this area where they give out like weed for free and everything and you get 150 bucks but you don't get to smoke weed in amsterdam and Ricky goes and does another challenge and takes all the money and just goes in there and, and fucking smokes. You know, like, he's always fucking them and everything. And then they always cheat because, like, Bubbles is like, I can't, uh, uh, Ricky, I can't do a marathon on roller skates. I haven't even tried. And then <laughs> so they, like, pick him up and take him all the way to the finish line. And then the guy, of <laughs> course, that's from Skynet is like, okay, you fucking idiots. I, I know that you guys cheated. Blah 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 blah. And so they just keep failing miserably, and it's like this horrible <laughs> vacation. But they started out thinking it was going to be a great one. It's a good show, man. You got to check it out. It's it's awesome. What is it on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Is that shit scripted yeah. or is it like actually happening? No, no, it's scripted. It's part of the show, but it's still hilarious. Um, it's you probably shouldn't check out that series though till you've actually gotten through the main series. But they have made movies while the series was ongoing, so like you could find out when they made the movie and then when you get to that part in the show cut over to the movie come back you know oh, i'm really passionate about trailer park boys i love trailer park how boys did, how did how did the tates get famous 
I mean, how did they get so like rich? Casinos. Um, yeah, so casinos, but I think it started with the cam girl. They own thing. them. The cam they, girl thing, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, I think that's how they started. Like that's how they finally got wealthy was with well they okay, so they I don't believe they started OnlyFans, but they used to they were a company that would manage girls that worked on OnlyFans. Um mm. and basically provide structure, organization, coaching on how to, you know, like lure men in and like, you know, desperate men come up to them and like oh, you know, basically one he's like, I love the way Andrew Tate talks, man. He fucking cracks me up. He's like yeah, I mean, bitches are fucking stupid. You got to, like, tell them everything. It's like, okay, if a guy asks you what kind of guy you like, don't be saying, you know, I like them um, if they're younger, 20 years old, six foot, got a six thirteen. He's like, no guy wants to hear that. What they want to hear is, uh, you know, I like a man with some experience in life, someone that's a little older and wise, someone that can give me good knowledge someone i could just marry and keep the house clean for and um you know we just spend time together and and all that it, you basically he's saying describe the guy you're talking to you know <laughs> um what does he want to hear <laughs> things like that right so he just give them this coaching or like some girl comes in and she's like i didn't make any money today and he's like and i tell him like oh it's okay there's a football game on today no one made any money. You actually made the most out of everybody with your 50 bucks. No one else made anything today. And he's like, I'd lie to him. I, I completely lie to him. Be but not because like I'm trying to lie to them, but because they just need some reassurance, you know? And they're like, oh, really? Oh, okay. And then they feel fine about it. And the next day they just go do it again. And he's like, sometimes right. there's up, sometimes there's down. But like if they get all bummed out whenever they have a down day, they're not going to be profitable the next day. So, and he was saying like, he he sat down and wrote down every single thing that he had. What all do I have? And he was like, oh, well, I have six girlfriends. <laughs> so I can <laughs> start up a cam girl business. And then I think that got him a lot of money. And then with Hustlers University, it's actually kind of a genius idea. Because if you sign up for Hustlers University, it's different now, I think. I think they stopped doing the affiliate program. But basically, it was like a pyramid scheme. Like, I join and pay 50 bucks a month. And then if I convince you two to join, I get 25 bucks out of the 50, which is actually pretty good commission, 50%, but I don't get recurring commission. I only get the initial commission. So you have to keep going out and closing deals, which arguably is part of the Hustler University because you got to figure out how to get people to join. Um, but when you get all these people joining in on this pyramid scheme and then you know, in the comments on YouTube, anyone that says anything bad about Tate, they just get hammered by, you know, all of his supporters and stuff because people want other people to buy their products. So they take TikTok videos of like Hustlers University, post it on TikTok, put a link there for, you know, Hustlers University, you click the link, they get money. That's like their, that's what they try to do. He basically got free advertisement and marketing from other people. Well, not free, not just free. Like he, he's getting paid to have them advertise for him, you know, yeah. like if you think about it, Andrew Tate doesn't have a YouTube channel, but I don't ever go anywhere but YouTube to listen to Andrew Tate. Isn't that Wait, kind of so funny? He, he made casinos like he owns casinos or he, he does he own them. I think just yeah. one money. He owns no, a bunch in uh, Romania, like actually bought them out. Yeah. He said he started, I don't remember the whole story, but like he approached a casino owner and was the way he got started in it was like 
I don't remember if he used his own money or I think he said, if you use your money, basically he convinced them because he said, I'm willing to go to war for you. Like I'll open up a casino right next to the casino that you're using. Um, even if it doesn't make you a bunch of money, at least it's taking money away from your competitor and blah, 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 blah. And he convinced this casino owner to open up a, biz- a, ca- a casino and then he ran it. If I understand correctly, I, I, I'm just barely recalling it. So I might've gotten some of the details wrong, but I think that's how the story is. Cool. No, man. I mean, it's, it, it's crazy. Interesting. When you start looking for the opportunities around you, because I mean, you know about the lawn care company I'm trying to start in Corpus. Um, but the, I got another thing that might get me to Corpus Christi for free. So on Xbox of all places, I met a guy that happened to also live in East Tennessee, big bodybuilder, jujitsu guy. And he was telling me like, you can come to my gym. It's for bodybuilders only, but I'm friends with the, uh, owner. I could get you in no problem. And I was like, Oh, dope. And, um, he's a partial owner uh, yeah, I won't say the company name, but he's a partial owner of a company that goes out to dealerships and basically refurbishes used cars that are sold to them. So if there's dings or paint mess ups or whatever, they can fix all that. If there's like, let's say it was a fleet car and they mounted a cell phone to the dashboard or something and there's holes in the dashboard, they could fix that. And so Ephraim, they try, he tried getting Ephraim to come from Texas over to where he lives for a couple months work with him he said i'd teach him everything send him back to corpus with a kit and uh like the kit you need to do the job and he could go pitch dealerships and try to get a dealership to sign up with him and then he could do it too over in corpus and all the guy wants is 10 percent of the profit back um and so i told him well hey man like if Ephraim's not down for this what if i come work for you part-time for free for a couple months you make some money off me um, I get some work done for you. You teach me everything. And then you send me to Corpus with, you pay for the plane ticket. You, since you didn't pay me anything while I was working for you, you pay for my per diem. So maybe 30 bucks a day so I can eat. Um, and then all my responsibility is, and give me to per diem for a couple of weeks. And then my responsibility is to go get close some sales over in, corpus you know at these dealerships and i don't need many i just one would probably be enough you know um so i basically just by talking to people networking uh we got a business developer now for the lawn care company and he's willing to help me with the dealership stuff too he can generate ads localized to corpus christi specifically for the business he can he's going to make us a website he's got um this program called notion where he can color code the times were available because he says that like one of the biggest thing he runs into with lawn care companies is it's going great. But then, you know, they start getting bad Google reviews because dudes don't, sh- you know, show up when they're supposed to to do the lawns. And he's like, so we can't have that. One way to avoid that is having a program like this where people specific, like if you have a dental appointment, put that in there, like everything, anytime you're unavailable, it goes in there. But then when we go to scheduling the services or say we're doing sales work and we want to schedule an inspection on someone's lawn, well, then we just look at the sheet, like, okay, who's available when? Okay, we're trying to get this done by next week. So we're going to send Michael out to go do the sales inspection on Saturday or something. Um, so he's helping me out with all this. And all he wants in return is he's doing it all for free right now. 
but later down the line, he wants 10% of the profit um, of any sales leads that he gets us that we close deals on, which to me is very fair. He just wants 10% of the profits and it's for a year. So it's a year contract, 10% on profits for any sales leads he brings us. Um, and then like with the sales team I created today, <laughs> you know, all I did was just contact friends and family like, hey, listen, you're not going to get any um, money and this is going to be hard. But if you get us any leads that we're able to close on, you get commission. Who's interested? You know, and it's just like literally all and our startup costs. You know, we got the equipment already that family of the other business owners um, own down in Corpus that we can use. I mean, we literally just have to pay for the LLC and liability insurance and then save up some money for fuel. And that's it. And we've already gotten in offers from investors um, too, from Xbox. All this is happening from Xbox. We run our fucking business on Discord. Like it's <laughs> this is like video gamers waking up and coming alive and dominating the fucking world, bro. So <laughs> um, it's all about networking, dog. Whichever way you can get it, it works. Yeah. So, it's on Xbox, Facebook. Yeah. So lots of people working with us from Xbox. Um, I even thought I'd offer the sales thing to you, Dre, but I feel like you got better business things going on. You don't really need. It's not like I got better business things. It's just got my own route at the moment. Yeah. Um, but then like, it's like, we haven't paid anyone a penny yet, but everyone's dumping all this time and effort in because they kind of are buying into the idea because we're talking about we just want to get this company as successful as we can we want to make businesses we want to make sure our moms you know don't have to work if they don't want to they um you know yada 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 we're basically trying to make each other rich so that we can all take care of the people we care about and let them live well you know like go on a vacation every year with the whole family you know things like that that's what we want to do for the money we make you know it's not just a greed thing where i want to go I mean, no dis disrespect, Tate, if you ever watch this, but I ain't trying to go buy a fucking Bugatti. Like, you know, I'm trying to get a house. I'm trying to, like, you know, um, make sure my mom... I'm trying to buy a Bugatti. Huh? No, I want I'm a Shelby GT500 Mustang. That's my dream car. Way cheaper than a Bugatti. <laughs> Baby blue. It's the most expensive car. I mean, I guess if I had the kind of money Tate has, I'd probably buy one, because why not? I mean, if you got that much, like you only yeah, need one not? million to last to live a good life for a while. You know, if you got three hundred and thirty plus million, why not? You know, plus, honestly, as much as Tate has talked about the Bugattis and stuff, he's probably generated sales for that company. I bet they just give him shit for free or give him discounts and stuff, you know, like those watches and shit that cost half a million. Dude, if yeah. I was if I was that company, I'd give Tate a million dollar discount because like even if he just got me one sale from all the, the shit he talks about Bugattis, like even down the road, think about all the kids he's got saying, What color is your Bugatti? You know one of those fuckers is gonna buy one, you know? <laughs> and it's because yeah. of Tate. So like they'd actually be I think they should give him a discount, honestly. Dude's making money for him. They do. They probably do. Uh, he could be a imagine how much money Bugatti salesmen make. Shit. You don't Again. sell Bugatti very often though. Yeah, that's true too. But when yeah. you sell so, it, you uh, got a good amount of money to last you till the next sale. 
yeah that's that, true yeah. and you're probably chilling you, you don't even care so much you expect to not get sales most of the times but you probably get paid not just only on commission but you probably have a salary too and i feel like the people going to buy a bugatti it's probably a completely different world from buying a normal car because like you know they probably people, already know what they want immediately and just yeah exactly like poor people middle class people they go in there to try to wheel and deal and just get something you know but like the rich people, it's like, no, I mean, we could totally swing this. This is the price we're going to pay. Here's $5 million. Give me my car. Like, Yeah, it's not like financing or interest rates or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not even that, right? It's like, do you want to finance this? Uh, <laughs> I generate Let this kind of money. Let me lease some poor. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine being poor. I don't have to imagine. Imagine not being able to buy whatever you want. Yeah, I know you don't have to imagine. <laughs> you live it. We all live it, you little shit. What are you saying? <laughs> you live it. I don't live it. Okay, where's your Bugatti? What color is your Bugatti? Pink. Show me. It's outside. No, I know the color of your car. It's white. On my, on, on my 200 acres. <laughs> Part of it's going to be ours eventually. Where are you going to open your house up? Bro, I want to buy the lands connecting to this. Mm. I might. What I really want to do is I want to get Airbnbs because those make you so much more money than apartment buildings because you could literally, you could have an apartment building and somebody will pay you like $700 for a month's rent or you could just rent out an Airbnb for seven days and charge $100 a night and that covers your entire- Here's what I don't get about um the whole real estate thing so if it costs three hundred thousand dollars for example to buy a house and you rent it out for fifteen hundred a month and you get 12 grand for if it was a thousand and then so it's 18 grand a year so let's just call it 20 20 40 60 80 100 five times 30 15 so it takes you 15 years before you even start seeing a profit on the thing. Well, that's assuming you have a tenant in it at all times. And that's assuming that you don't have to keep spending money to repair shit. So it probably takes even well, longer than that. So like, how do you ever make money from it? Like, it just seems like, if, you know, if it's an Airbnb, you just pay your, you. So like, if you, cause like apartment buildings, you can charge us $700 a month to just say that it's like their thing. But if you rent on an Airbnb for seven days, you still have, you still have three weeks left in the month that you could rent it out. And all you would have to do is pay your mortgage. Whatever is left over is profit. You mm. may not have, you may not have the house all 15 years, then you could sell it, but well, you would have made all that profit. And that check time. this out. So I intercepted one of my mom's bills today. She doesn't ever let me help her with anything. I have to like steal bills to help her. <laughs> not that she needs it. I'm just trying to help her, you know, um, she can pay her bills. I'm just trying to be a good son. But basically, I'm looking at, I won't show the information on the podcast, of course, because, you know, there's a lot of personal information there. But she doesn't know this yet. Um, and hopefully she never finds out because I'm going to try to pay it. But basically, um, I'm looking through everything and the things they charge her. They charged her a, thir- so for the lease itself, the 13-month lease she signed. Just for signing the lease and processing the lease, they charged one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Um, it looks like 
the utilities they're charging for water sewer and trash 75 bucks a month i don't know how much that actually runs them especially when she buys water bottles and stuff um, oh. let me get to the good stuff app folio insurance services liability to landlord okay D that's fair nine dollars and fifty cents um let me just get to the end because this is where it gets interesting all this other stuff looks pretty standard so I don't know what damages were done to the toilet seat, but apparently it cost them 10 bucks to fix it. I think it was literally just like one of the screws came loose and they just screwed it in and they charged her 10 bucks for it. Um, and then the agreement to cancel the charge, the early lease cancellation, $1,850 just to exit the lease early. It'd say they get a tenant in it next week. They just made way more money off of her than because like I get the cancellation fee if they have to plan ahead and like, you know, like, let's say you have five months left and you cancel. Well, you just cost them five grand potentially if they can't put a tenant in there within that time frame. But an apartment building sounds like a great thing to buy because it's the same size of a house. If you get like just a small apartment building, same size of a house. But how many tenants do you put in an apartment building? You put like five or six what? and it costs you the same amount probably to build it. Um, even cheaper if you work for a construction company, right? <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, uh, these people are making bank, you know, just by, oh my gosh. Well, I don't think it picked up anything because they blurred my background. <laughs> he just showed us everything. I didn't realize it was on the back too. <laughs> I, oops. Um, You're good, bro. Okay, whatever. I'm I mean, trying to get gonna... into real estate. Honestly, especially in the area I'm in, um, it's heavily populated. You always got shit going on the market. You always have a lot of people buying, selling. So it's a good market out here. If I but, um, had the kind of money Tate has, I would love to have homes. Like, I know he rents most of it because he doesn't believe in, like, owning the real estate because, like, the government could take it or whatever. But I'd love to own houses in multiple countries and then fly private like he does where I could just go travel the world at my leisure. I think that would be dope. If I had the money Tate has, I, I would never go broke again because I would invest that money in so many different Bro, areas. if you put $10 million inside of VU, the ETF, you make 10% a year. And if you just can wait two years, you can take 10% from that every year and not lose any of the money. You know, because if it makes 10% of a million, that's $100,000 a year. You wait one year, that's one million and a hundred thousand, and then you have basically a hundred thousand dollars of income every year without having to touch the million dollars that you got. You're just pulling money out of the air basically at that the point. The hardest thing is just starting up getting the first million. Dude, I put two hundred dollars in AMC because AMC it's it was a meme stock, but it was doing like really good. <laughs> I put two hundred dollars in and it got up to like two forty, and then uh, now it's at fifty dollars. Oh no! Sell out. <laughs> so I think I'm just gonna put a lot of money in it, and as soon as it, so like the, the buyout is lower, so as soon as it goes like a little jump, I'm gonna. That's a smart move. I didn't off. even think about that. I've yeah, only got you, one share of you lose all right your, now, personally. Yeah, if, you, but. if you if your stock goes down. If you buy a lot of it, it brings your total stock average down. So whenever you get a minor uh, blip, then you can just sell out for yeah. somewhat of a 
I understand that stocks are basically gambling, but it seems like a much more educated version of gambling. Like you have a lot more information than you would. It's not just like a random gamble, but it seems like the way to go, if you have a thousand bucks that you want to try to make money with, play around with stocks. But I don't know, man. Like we even almost started up our own record label. Um, Because I go to the CBD shop in Kingsport, Hippie House. Talked to one of the guys there. Um, he's a rapper and CEO of his own company um, because he's a smart rapper. So he's the CEO of his record label. And he has like 10 other rappers that rap all the time in Atlanta. And they all go down to Atlanta anytime that he gets a venue for the other people. And they just pay him a little cut. Um, but I was thinking, dude, we could make them a discord where we could kind of organize them a bit. We can try to get them venues and make contacts in Atlanta. And then Efren's brother is like a small time rapper um, from what I understand. And he's not necessarily uh, like, you know, a big star or whatever, but I know from doing open mic at the comedy club, I'm not very good either, but I know a lot of very good people, you know, because I'm, I just happen to be in that world. So like if we got contacts in Atlanta with these guys in Kingsport and then, you know, we decided to start pulling rappers from other areas that we know and send them, you know, if we like, hey, listen to this guy's, you know, shit. Tell us if you want them. We'll send them to Atlanta. We'll come do the venue. And then like they tell us, OK, yeah, we want them. We say, OK, we want a thousand. If you want this guy, we want a thousand dollars. Can you make a thousand dollars off this guy? Yeah, yeah, we can do a thousand. Okay, cool. We take two hundred for profit. We buy his ticket, however much that is, that comes out of his cut, and then whatever he um, gets, like I mean, a plane, a round trip ticket from Kingsport to Tennessee, or sorry, Kingsport to Corpus Christi, Texas, is like three hundred eighty bucks. A round trip ticket to Atlanta, Georgia, is probably cheaper. And even if it's three hundred bucks, you know, we take two hundred. You're still getting five hundred just to go rap on stage with your your plane ticket basically covered you know yeah. all in a weekend that ain't bad but it didn't work out they kind of ghosted us and it fell through but i mean just like working our heads through a lot of these business ideas it helps us form like or if you see my andrew tate purchase analysis shorts or whatever yeah, that. yeah they, i know they're dumb but it does two things one it's andrew tate so i'm Makes hoping to get views off of it yeah, but then too, every single time I make a purchase, it forces me to make the best decision and not only make the best decision to save money, but it also starts getting me thinking more like a businessman because I'm analyzing what these business guys are doing. You know, like how are they selling it? You know? Yeah. Um, I got to pee real quick. So if you guys want to just talk to each other, be right back. All right. All right. <laughs> What's up? We're gonna get naughty, dude. Oh there's no! no he's about to, there's no way. Oh no! I I hope he forgets to cut this. <laughs> I hope he forgets to cut it. Your brother's a dickhead. He is. <laughs> oh shit! How old are you now, dude? Nineteen. Oh, okay. How long have you been in the Air Force? Um, uh, more than a year. Are you active? 
active guard, but in the guard, we deploy more than the active. Where do you deploy to? Or have you um, been deployed at all? There's a lot of bases we can go to, but, like, we can go to South Korea. We can go to Saudi Arabia, Jordan. Uh, I don't understand that. Why does the guard deploy more than the more than active duty? That's a that's a good question, and um, I think active is more like a permanent presence type of thing. So they'll get a base and they'll just stay there, right? With guard, they they kind of move around a lot because. They don't really have a permanent base besides their home state, right? They can't move these active duty troops away from their permanent station when they have all these guard guys just ready to move around. It's not a problem. They're more flexible with that type of shit. Like when the riots in DC happened, they had guard people out there. They didn't have active duty, you know? Now, about that, though, um, didn't... And first of all, is that AC unit too loud? Can you... Is it picking it up? I can't even hear it. Okay, good. I can't even hear it. Um... I was told because I had a buddy that was a nasty girl, National Guard, um, and he was telling me that they didn't even have like ammo in their guns. Like it was just an intimidation thing. Like they didn't even have, they couldn't shoot people. They had a mag in, but like there's no rounds in it. Yeah, I doubt they would have gave them a loaded mags to a bunch of weekend warriors. You know. Yeah, especially a bunch of retarded infantrymen. You know, like you don't. <laughs> you don't want some to... bullshit to happen where you like misfires or someone gets a hold of their gun and that shit gets really bad yeah no, that's now if it actually went down then yeah give these guys rounds there's just gonna be a lot of dead innocence but you're gonna guard whatever you want guarded is gonna get guarded you know right yeah yeah you know i think what's funny about andrew tate loving romania and again not to say that i dislike the guy i actually like andrew tate a lot um but when I was in Italy, my girlfriend was telling me that, like, Romanians are not to be trusted. They're scum of the earth, basically. They just, they're corrupt people. Yeah. They will do anything to make a dollar. They'll rip you off. It's always Romanians in the strip clubs. It's, you know, they're always just trying to fuck you over, basically. Um, and the crazy part about that is, in my experience with Romanians, it was true. Now, I'm not saying I've never met a good Romanian I have met good Romanians, um, but it's just funny that Andrew Tate is such a big fan of Romania, but then you get, you know, all these Italians that are telling me Romanians are not to be trusted. They, they <laughs> in Europe, they don't care about saying politically incorrect shit. They just say what they think. It's great. <laughs> They're very direct. Yeah, dude. And it's not to say that they think Romanians should be locked up and kicked out of their country. They're just saying, no, nah, hey, don't fuck with them. They'll fuck you over. Like, Germans are very literal. They will speak their mind, no problem. But they're also some of the friendliest people I've ever met. I loved Germany when I went. It was such a nice place, and everyone was so friendly. Yeah. His, like, check um, for people listening. He's been on the podcast, but check, uh, like, over Christmas, I went to his parents' house, and, like, they didn't just give me food every night. They went all out because they had a guest. You know, they wanted to be really hospitable. So, like, they'd cook, like, the best dishes they knew how to make. They were on the southern end of Germany, so they could make French dishes, Swiss dishes, German dishes. And, every like, they did this fancy dinner one night where they got this big, huge oven plate out on the table. And they gave everyone, like, these special dishes with these cheeses. And you got the cheese, you put the cream on it, some corn, and then you stick it under the hot plate 
for like a minute or two and uh then you take it out and you eat it um but it's like the you know the german people are very nice people have you ever been to sweden your way no i've been to switzerland germany austria italy slovenia morocco um latvia uh netherlands switzerland if i didn't say that already uh france um america of course mexico and the bahamas they told us that when we go to you've been to the bahamas in mexico too though the cruise yeah yeah they said whenever we leave norway um to go to switzerland we're not going to stay in any like not switzerland sweden we're not going to stay in any like barracks or anything. He's like, so you won't have any cell reception. He's like, do you leave Norway the next time you'll talk to your family whenever you're back in the United States? Because we're saying you're not going to bring your phones. They we can, but he said that there's no cell reception because it's literally in the middle of a farmland, and we're not going to have time to be on our phones anyways. They're full of shit. You're always going to have time to be on your phone. There's like if you bed down at night, that's time to be on your phone. There's always downtime, you know. Uh oh, see lagging. Jacob it lives in like the mountains, uh, or no, Jacob's in the mountains rather. He's um, in Norway, right? No, no, no. He's in Tennessee right now, but he's up in the mountains, and there's horrible service out there. Um, oh, we left Norway. No, no, no. He was. In, they haven't gone to Norway yet. They were getting ready to go to Norway, and he's on leave now, and after he gets back, then they go to Norway. Okay. He's getting married That's over there, too. No, it's not. He's, he's getting gonna married? Freeze. He's going to freeze his little balls off. He's getting <laughs> married, dude? Yeah, I'm coming back the day after Christmas, because he's getting married on the 27th. So. That's He's kind of young to get married. He is, but, um, you know, him and his wife... Oh, I guess we did lose him. Him and his wife... um have known each other since he was like 15 i think and then when he turned 18 he went down to florida where she lives and they spent a lot of time together for months or whatever and then he joined the marines so did they meet online no i think they met through church if i remember correctly that's good for him bro yeah he's got himself a nice christian woman you know Um, i'm looking for one of those yeah you can't really go wrong with finding a wife at church I don't know. That's a lie. There's a lot of crazy people, regardless of where you go. But <laughs> yeah, but you're, it's a better spot than going to a party and looking for a wife or going to a club. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true too, man. And I mean, there's good girls. People there go too, to bars but... and they try to find a drunk chick there and make her wife her up. Like, what are you doing, dog? Those, cheats on those you. Guys, some dumb shit. We had a a medic, a senior medic that married a stripper that he met in Italy. yeah or shit like that right yeah and it's like damn dude <laughs> what, what are you expecting dog like come on but he, he's like fuck y'all i got a beautiful ass wife and like we're fucking chilling we're happy she doesn't strip no more we're, we're chilling so i mean i guess you could turn it around you know like but she's got to want it yeah if i if i got a good past i want my wife to have a good one as well that's true that's true um Personally, I think strippers are uh, pretty smart because, like, if I was a woman 
that seems like a really good way to make money without having to suffer in the construction world because that's what we men have to do um if we want to make money without education but women they don't even have to like fuck the dudes they just go in there give them some lap dances sweet talk them let them feel them up a little bit and they make bank yeah i guess from that perspective they're kind of smart but personally i, I wouldn't want to marry may not want that yeah, yeah 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 like she's been all over these dudes and everyone's touched her if everyone's like had their hands on them, what makes her so special for me you know i agree so with you um being muslim and everything how traditional of a relationship do you want like would you want her to wear you know the head coverings and things like that um i wouldn't be opposed to it yeah but kind of like know, only if she's i'm not gonna it. force her to wear it you know no problem i don't i'm not that crazy it's not crazy but i'm not that religious you know she could wear it if she wants to I have no problem against that yeah i but, think that's uh, pretty fair I would want to find like a, because when you're marrying a girl, you're not only marrying her, you're also marrying her family, right? So I want to look at her family as well. What type of family does she have? Are they taking care of her? Do they function well? What's the end? Of course, sometimes you can't blame the girl for having a bad family because you don't choose your families. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. What's up? We, I explained that you're in the mountains and don't have the best internet. Yeah, um, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, I hate it too. That's why I got the office, man. Just because I needed a decent internet connection to do this shit, you know? Yeah. I would have let you go into the office. I could have emailed the lady and been like, hey, I got somebody coming to the office today. But uh, that probably would have been too much. It's like 20-something minutes to get there, 20-something minutes to get back. Yeah, and it's already 1238 driving all the way out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know how scared it would be in there? How scared are you in there? Dude, I'm always scared when I go there, man. Like, I'm kind of, I almost just want to move here with my mom just so I can live in the basement and do it out of the basement because it's like so easy and chill to just do this podcast. I literally have a table down here. I have my whole setup and it just stays down here. I don't have to set it up every single time I want to do a podcast. It's nice. I can't wait till this podcast generates money and I can get enough money to rent out a, uh, like an actual permanent office space. And then I can just leave my setup set up, you know, um, and decorate yeah. and like build the background and everything and make it look cool and shit and like make the audio and quality the microphones perfect. that come down. Yeah, and you dude. don't gotta you don't gotta pay for the spot either. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, it's really hard to get your podcast going to the point where it's generating anything, honestly, because like. I don't think that this is the worst podcast. I don't think it, it ain't no Joe Rogan, but it's like, I feel like I would listen to this, you know? So it, yeah, but I know it's a time thing and consistency. You just got to keep at it. Eventually it'll happen and all that shit. But yeah, I think more people I mean, should start channels though, man. Cause like, it's so fun, dude. And like, I would love to have friends that have channels and then we kind of do shit on each other's channels, you know, like me and Ethan do that a little bit, but yeah. I'm doing this stupid to. challenge. This challenge sucks. Dude, I ran seven miles. You're going to so smoke sore. that PT test you got coming up. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're going to crush it. Of, Ethan was telling me, he's like, 
oh yeah, he was downstairs telling mom. He's like, yeah, I ran a mile in five thirty-seven. I'm like, dude, I could beat that. I could run it in four minutes. He's like, no, you can't. So I went on the treadmill, and he's like, you're in Crocs. You're not gonna ever beat it. You're wearing the sweatshirt. So I'm like, so I put my, I put the little back strap on my Crocs, and I ran it in five twenty-six. <laughs> beat it by ten seconds. Dude, see, I think that is one good thing about me, you, and EJ is like. We challenge each other, you know? Yeah. Now, um, although I was running, it, like, my entire calf is hurt so bad. It's, like, cramping. Because <laughs> I, I, I was I was sitting down for, like, two hours just on the couch. And then he had well, I brought my yoga, man, like unfortunately. But uh, you could still put some yoga up on that TV. And I'm telling you, man, yoga ch- is a game changer. <laughs> I brought my um, Xbox. Oh, nice, dude. We should play after this. I'm le- you look pretty sleepy, though. You might be trying to go to bed after this. I'll play tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, but I've been trying to compete with Ethan, um, it, especially initially. And I was talking a lot of shit just to get him, like, fired up, you know? Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos I've sent him. But I didn't run yesterday the day after or today because i've been so busy man it's like i the the weekend i don't have any excuse for not having worked out but as far as keeping the the way only way i'm gonna beat ethan is if i contribute like fucking seven hours of my time a day i think he's ran two miles today yeah, but he's Yesterday so far he ahead he's like at mile 50 or something and i'm like still at mile <laughs> 20 something you know like i have to get to work but i'm, I'm gonna try to surprise attack him and one of these days, just walk a 20-miler or whatever, which I could do. I've done it with rucks. I can do it with, with no ruck, you know, um, and just walk it, basically. You can freak him out if you hit him with a 20. I can do it. I've done it multiple times in the military with rucks and helmet and, you know, gear. I could easily do it without all that shit, even now after I've been out, you know. Um, you should do it. Yeah. He would freak out. I just got to figure it out. He would run all day. He would. That's what I'm saying. Like, I love it because, like, you know, it gets him going too. But it's hard to beat Ethan, man, because he weighs like 80 pounds less than me. So it doesn't do the same wear and tear to his body. Plus, his body is a lot more developed for running. I mean, he's a basketball player, you know? I don't really stand a chance. I knew I wasn't going to beat him, but I I figured I could outwalk him. I wouldn't accept that. That you couldn't beat him? Yeah. I could beat him. You could. I just don't feel like it. <laughs> I don't I don't think I like if it was a mental challenge, like a mental toughness thing, I think I could get away with uh you know, just doing a twenty mile walk or something and then just demoralizing him. But with Ethan, it's like that little dude's gonna be on that treadmill all damn day. Cause he's that's the only thing mm-hmm. he cares about is winning, you know? So Yeah. But I'll still do it because I want to push him, you know. So just take him to a dark place. That's what I was gonna do. Up. But I can't take Ethan to a dark place unless I go eight hours a day, man. That's the only way Ethan gets dark. But basically, um, Dre, the challenge is when I left, it was who can do the most miles by the time I get back. Is basically the right. challenge, and we do like we're making a little video for his channel, so I'll record myself, you know, on the treadmill, like. Hey man, I'm like, like one of them. I did like a mile in Crocs and shorts or whatever, 
And then I did a big a walk where my phone just tracked my mileage and everything through the trails in Iowa. And Fairfield, Iowa has some weird shit going on, dog. Was that also? We got like some weird Scientology shit in this city. Like uh, Jim Carrey's been here. Seriously, yeah, I've talked to one of the people. Um, I'd love to do a video on it, but I don't think I have enough time left here to kind of get Jim Carrey's Scientology. Oh yeah, dude, he's big on that. I I don't know if he shifted, but um, Scientology. There's like levels to it. You have to like pay to be a certain level. Is that the one you have to like? If you get to the highest level, you're basically a god. I'll tell you right now. I'll look up a description. You got to pay so to be weird. a god. Pay to win. Yeah, you really do. You have to pay to like be this certain level of religion. Pay to win, my man. Okay, it's called Maharishi Vedic City, Iowa. Maharishi Vedic City is a city in Jefferson County, Iowa, United States. The population was 277 at the time of 2020 census. Like, this is a dead-ass city. It's even worse than Rogersville. Like, it's fucked here. You know, there's nothing, right? Um, The city was incorporated in 2001 as Vedic City, but then officially changed its name to Maharishi Vedic City five months later. It was the first city to incorporate in Iowa uh, since 1982. Maharishi Vedic City consists of approximately one square mile located about four miles north of Fairfield, the home of Maharishi University of Management. Maharishi Vedic City, Iowa. The city plan and buildings are okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can just cut to the juicy shit. Um, government. The city has a commitment to balance natural law and principles of the Veda. Maharishi Vedic City is administered by a five person city council. Sanskrit has been named the city's ideal language, although English and other common languages are also used. Uh, Maharishi Vedic City utilizes a system building called Maharishi. Stapatya Veda design architecture. This ancient Indian system of architecture and city planning is said to promote happiness, peace, and prosperity of, for its occupants. In Maharishi Stapatya Veda, all structures are built according to precise Vedic proportions, with rooms placed along or rooms placed according to the movement of the sun and entrances that face due east. In addition, each building includes an interior silent core called a Brahmastan, a perimeter boundary called a Vastu fence, and a gold-colored roof fixture called a Kalash. So I met someone on a dating app (laughs) that's a student because it's a college. It's a university, and it's an accredited college. They meditate eight hours a day, like so long that they shit themselves. Yeah, they'll sit there and meditate until they shit and piss themselves. Um, I found this to be true. It's not all of them. It is not all of them. So you can, if you were to go sign up to the college, you wouldn't have to do this. But if you're one of the, I forget what they're called, but um, basically it's these people in India that at the age of four, they start this meditation journey and all that. And then when they become, yeah, when they become adults, they get flown to Fairfield, Iowa here to go to this university and then part of their program is they have to meditate eight hours a day everyone else just meditates like an hour a day or whatever and it's like but it's like a cult thing lots of people are under pressure here if you live near the college you're supposed to only let tenants come in that are students of the college the college will put a lot of pressure on you to 
only rent to tenants that are students. Um, if you go through all the rich houses that are in Fairfield, Iowa, because now there's like a shit ton of like rich people that have moved here. Oprah's been here. Um, Jim Carrey's been here. They all go to this giant dome. Me and my mom drove to it one day. And it's like this giant dome. And that's where they go in there and they meditate about the universe. They have the Tower of Invincibility. Um, they have, And it's like this big tower. It's not a big tower. It's like maybe 20, 30 feet tall. And it's a big stone structure. Um, they have, they, they name things weird. And it's affected Fairfield. Like Fairfield is basically California. But Iowa is a very right-leaning state. Almost like Austin for Texas. And I was just about to say that. Yeah. So like they can't eat anything that's not organic. It's part of their beliefs. Um, and if you ask any like local here about it, they're always like, well, you know, all those people moved here, you know, it's like one of those weird mystery, creepy things where people don't tell you what's up, but they tell you something's kind of up, you know, um, that's everybody here. It's, it's fucking weird. And then on top of all the rich people's houses is this weird Indian sculpture thing that like has a point at the top and it comes down, um, and fattens out at the bottom. And all, if you go look at every big house here, like people that are obviously wealthy and have land and shit here, it, they all have this little thing on top of their house. I was driving by the theater. There's a picture on the back of the theater with kids putting a puzzle together and the puzzle is a building with the fucking thing on top of it. It's fucking weird here, man. Um, Sounds like a cult, bro. It is. And I was talking to the girl on Tinder and she was saying uh, it's a failed cult, basically. Like they tried to make a cult here and it didn't work. And now they're just kind of clinging at any scraps they can get. Is the girl Indian? No, she, no. She just wanted a new start, so she joined. But she's transferring to New York to uh, get her master's. She's, like, trying to leave this situation once she gets her bachelor's. <laughs> I don't blame her. It's it's weird shit, man. I kind of love the idea of a new system like that for a school. But, um, oh, and the, the followers of this belief system or whatever will actually pay for these Indian... Um, like uh, 18 year olds basically to fly over here and attend this school. So all these rich people will pay for those people to come over and attend the school and pay the school for them to be there and, you know, pay for their food, their housing and all that. Bro, rich people are always also weird shit. I swear. Yeah, it is weird here, man. Um, it is interesting though. I kind of like it. I love that. There's like a weird thing going on. Um, makes the city a little interesting. <laughs> You know? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> India has a bunch of weird shit. <laughs> in general. I don't yeah, know how I feel about going to India. Arms. I'd love to do Maybe an ayahuasca trip. Maybe to us it's trip. considered weird, you know, because we're not used to it. <laughs> what do you... Okay, what do you... Okay, so is Israel... Israel's Jewish? Are they Islam? Are they Christian? Jew- what are Jewish. they? They're Jewish, right? Yeah. So there's apparently the second Messiah that's coming. Like, I mean, obviously not the real one, but like they're saying the Messiah, this is the return of the, the Messiah. Antichrist. I theorize, this is going to sound crazy, but I was, as I was watching Andrew Tate, you know, the whole story behind the Antichrist is like, 
basically someone's going to come with all the answers that's very powerful and he's going to reassure everyone there's going to be world peace for a few years yada 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 i was thinking damn what if andrew tate's the antichrist you know it was, it was a weird trippy thought i don't actually think he's the antichrist but like the pro- yeah the problem with that is it says that the antichrist is going to be liked by all and he's going to end he'll be in some sort of high power so like a president or something that makes all the nations come together and then after a couple of years we'll turn them but but look other. at the the war room that's like his private illuminati as he like publicly states but it's all legal. But He's so like, many people hate Andrew Tate. That's true. <laughs> There's only like a lot of most women hate Andrew Tate because he. You can't be loved all by everyone though, no matter who you are. But maybe the Antichrist That's, will be. Yeah. Well, we've never seen anybody like that, so we can't really say. Is there an Antichrist in the Muslim faith? Like, do you have revelations and all that stuff like we do, or no? Uh, there is, but I'm not that well informed on it. But there definitely is shit like that. Yeah, because like, I know you guys don't called, use the New um, Testament, right? There's this thing called like if you see a uh, this black flag rising, and I think it was in the east or some shit. Join it because that is Allah's army or some shit coming to purify the world. <laughs> it was something like that. I don't remember exactly, but we have shit like that too. I was I was having dinner with my mom. It's like the in... Trumpets of Armageddon. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I was having dinner with my mom and she was saying that uh, she's explaining to me some of the prophecies that are in the Bible and then how they can correlate with real life. Basically, Um, she was showing me that, you know, some of the prophecy, like obviously they didn't call Russia, Russia back then. They didn't call Ukraine, Ukraine back then. Russia was like goth or something, something weird. But she's saying, if you look at these old names and you find where they were geographically located, they're located where Russia and Ukraine are. And it says that those two countries will fight. Eventually, Ukraine will join with Russia. And then they will all join with China. And then that's like the da- that's when the end times are coming. And so I don't know. But what I was saying was that imagine. Okay, I'm not saying that the world's been around for a million years. But like imagine from this point forward, the world exists for a million years. And that's your timeline. You have a million years of a timeline. Think about all that's happened in just a hundred years. It seems that if the prophecies say all these events are happening, that the events could happen multiple times throughout said timeline. And it doesn't necessarily mean that just because the events are happening this time means that this is the time we all get raptured and the tribulation starts. It could be that this happens multiple times throughout the timeline you know or that similar events to the prophecy happen several times it right. says that whenever they're i don't know how it is in the muslims but it says that the times will be like noah so like noah who built the ark and that was really like those were really bad times and i don't think we're that that far gone yet yet <laughs> uh, says the Muslim... go, ahead. go ahead go ahead i thought you were finished my bad oh no i was just gonna say yeah about like how they don't have the current names and stuff because that could have been before the flood or whenever because people speculate that 
everything was all fit together. Like the United States was part of the Middle East and like everything was all one big, um, one big land piece before. And then the, whenever the flood happened, it broke up because you can kind of see whatever you, if you were able to like cut and paste, you can like kind of put it back together, you know? Are you talking about like Pangea? Yeah. Is that like the flat or the thing where like it's one big land? Well, no, it was um, that's what the Earth looked like before we got hit by meteor, and the continents split up to what they are today. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> um, what, what, I, what I was gonna say, uh, I know one example where the Muslims say the end times are near is when people start to get so bored that they start to mess around with gender, and men become women and women become men. And shit just starts getting worse and worse. And we're seeing that happening right now. We are. That's just one example that the Muslims say the end times are near. Hmm. Like the roles are reversed and there's so much confusion and so many questions being asked. There's no, there's nothing true anymore. You know what I mean? There's a German philosopher and I don't recall his name. And his writings are only in German. And I think he's dead and he's been dead for a long time. But he <laughs> wrote about the phases of a civilization so he says that you can identify what phase your civilization is by the things that are happening right so in the beginning you know everyone's passionate everyone wins their independence from said country whatever um, they start the country they start developing laws you know blah, blah 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 and then in the middle it's like business is booming you know maybe there's a war and the country's the mo most unified it's ever been everyone's patriotic everyone's religious, everyone, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he says that the downward end of a civilization is when people begin to question things that have, they've always fundamentally held as true. So like gender, you know, blah, 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 you know, all the stuff we're seeing now where people are questioning everything. And then he says that religion will lose its place in the civilization and that the civilization will then begin to fall. So like we are actually... I mean, even if we're not in the end times of the world, we may be in the end times of America. Well, every one, one empire is, lasts around 400 years, and we're nearing that, aren't we? Is that a fact? Is that usually how it goes? Because, like, UK, um, yeah, around, all these other countries goes, are ancient. You know? besides yeah, Europe, but there were different like governments, you know? Like, the country was still there, but it wasn't the same government and the same shit. And it always changed. Huh. One of the things that I don't know how long the U.S. will be like a superpower is because it says that all of the major superpowers will go against Israel in the end times. And it doesn't talk about any, I don't, it doesn't really talk about anything like a U.S. Yeah, because we're such a new country. But like, do you think they reference us with an old name? They could, but. That was before you know, the, it says that it was like the earth well, was split up, remember? Right, right. So it's, it, it, I, I don't know. It's not like they didn't prepare for it. Like he, he didn't know this was going to happen. Like he yeah. knew it was going to happen. So he very well could have, but we weren't there. We don't know what it could be named. It said that the whole world's going to go against Israel and lose. Yeah, like Israel uh, will, like they said, 
Israel will come out on top against everybody. That's why I don't I don't I don't want to fight against Israel. <laughs> if the US goes there. <laughs> if the US goes there, I, I... Well, bro, if we fight Israel, we'd be fighting ourselves because we fund them majorly. Yeah. Same with Ukraine. If Ukraine did actually get conquered by Russia, imagine how much shit Russia gets now. They get javelins. They get Polish tanks. They get fucking drones. All that well, money that hasn't been okay. spent. What if, what if Putin is just letting us send them shit and making the war look like they're losing so that we keep sending them shit to try to fuck up Russia? But his big well, dude, game plan is to just ultimately defeat Ukraine. They've lost so Ukraine. much manpower. They've lost but, so but much like, imagine that so he's only doing that things. so that Ukraine gets all this equipment and weapons and stuff. That would be a and smart then he conquers. war strategy. Yeah, I don't see that coming out to fruition. <laughs> I don't see that. They've lost yeah. like their elite troops and their most revered units. You know, they've they're lost, calling like, upon their civilian population to help out. Yeah, and I don't think I, that like, to let's do say that. Ukraine's about to fucking get overrun. I feel like the United Nations or NATO or whatever is going to come up with a, a sneaky way to uh, what's it called? Get Article 5 rolling out so the whole NATO could mm-hmm. like roll into Ukraine. Like, whenever that thing hit Poland and everybody was freaking out for a little bit, I thought for sure they were going to try and do Article Poland 5. Poland was ready. Poland said, fuck yeah. yeah. Even Zelensky's like, let's do it, you know? <laughs> they were waiting for anything. <laughs> Yeah, they're waiting for that, but nobody wants that. To be honest, I don't. I don't see that ending well because it would. It would be more. I feel like it won't be fought like on the ground. I feel like it'll be more like a nuclear. And if it, if it's a nuclear battle, well, it's will. about to get worse. You know why? Because Finland and Finland and I believe this other country, but close or Norway or Sweden. My bad. Yeah, it was Sweden. They're gonna join NATO as well, and Finland. They're bordered with some of the most strategic areas of Russia. They're right next to a nuclear silo. They're right next to the fucking this uh, fucking secret base where they develop weapons. And it's only like a 400 kilometer stretch and it's flat ground where it's barely defended. So I feel like that's going to escalate tensions when they join because Russia is really going to be f- like feeling backed up in a corner after that, which is only going to make it more yeah. aggressive because this whole thing about Ukraine is. They're trying to stop them from joining NATO because then what's between Russia and their capital? You know what I mean? Well, NATO's like, going to be right there. Our politicians. I don't think, the, I don't think Russia would win if we went to war with them. I they definitely wouldn't, but I don't think anyone would win. But, yeah, I think it would be... I think it would end up having to end with the treaty or something because I don't think... Because ha- we have a lot of manpower, but they have a lot of manpower. And then I feel like if we went to war with Russia, China would somehow find their way in and uh, it would be a world war three, I, I think the only way we do like total out war is if we're completely forced to or like if we could have like a, a way to be able to stop all their missiles or like attack their there missile artillery, silos before they can launch unit. not unit their artillery is their strongest um stronghold I guess their artillery is stronger than their infantry yeah we just, um, I don't know. I'm not a general. I don't know what they're fucking doing in the back doors. They probably got something concurred up. Oh, no. Planned up. But I don't want to go to war with Russia. I'd rather. Nobody nobody wants to go to war, bro. Sometimes. Nobody, it's all about proxy wars these days. 
seems to have that seems like yeah, the proxy big wars there. Proxy wars. Proxy wars are good because it's good for business and the military. Yeah, uh, companies can make a shit ton of money, right? Yeah, imagine how much money they're making with all the equipment. You like, you think the U.S. is just sacrificing all this equipment, and not replacing it? You think they're no, really just done. giving them all our shit? No, dude, we're they're just getting brand new stuff. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. You, know, you know the U.S. is, you know the U.S. and other countries are sending stuff to Ukraine to test it. So I feel like this is actually very beneficial for us. Yeah, that's what it is. Because they're testing, testing for us, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're it's testing so a lot of stuff and see. <laughs> it really is. They're just seeing how things work and how, what it does. Because <clears throat> I know for me personally, they took out in the training that I was doing. So whenever I was going through school, uh, they took out IED training because they thought that I was a thing in the past because like we've been in Afghanistan and stuff and they thought that it was just like the Taliban and stuff doing that. But they put it back in after seeing Russia use um, IEDs a lot and waterborne IEDs and stuff like that. So like they completely took that stuff out until this war with Ukraine happened and then they put all that stuff back in because they realized how big of a impact it still has had. Ukraine really scared us when we were like in Latvia because we were, <clears throat> once we got our phones back, because you know, they took all our phones when we were getting deployed um they scared us though because we saw that a plane of russian paratroopers had flown into ukraine to do an airborne jump and you know like get action and the ukrainians just blew them out of the sky before they even jumped bro and we were like that was a special (laughs) airborne unit too they got fucked up (sighs) Jeez, dude, we were like, fuck, man, that's going to be us if we have to jump, bro. Like, we're going to get slaughtered. <laughs> we're just going to get knocked yeah, out of the so air. Yeah. That's kind of the I... funny thing about the airborne world is uh, everyone thinks that airborne's obsolete, even in the airborne world. And everyone thinks it's pointless and we'll never actually do it in war. And I agree, but I think that airborne's still good. I think every combat person should have to fucking jump out of a plane because it shows you got a pair, you know? <clears throat> You know what's funny? I have a funny story when that war broke out. I was in uh, basic training, and they sat us all in this room, and we had a female flight, or y'all call it a platoon. We had a female platoon and a male platoon right next to each other. We were sitting in this classroom. We had all these MTIs, or uh, drill sergeants, y'all call them. And then we had this LTC. He was the commander of what we call the Air Education Training Command, AETC. You guys know what that is? Yeah. It's one of the uh, major commands. Oh, okay. Okay. In our militaries. Yeah. He was the leader of that whole base under the that major command. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, you do re- realize we are on the brink of war. And he made this shit really serious. Made it seem like we're fucking about to roll out right from basics straight into the front lines of Ukraine. This happened and to dude, Jake. These chicks, these chicks next to us started bawling their eyes out. They're like, I don't want to go to war. I'm like, why'd you join, bitch? What was what do you think this was gonna be? Just free college? Like, you signed that dotted line. You're gonna do your but job. Bro, I'm not even gonna get I'm not even gonna bullshit. Whenever, when I got sent to Latvia, I was genuinely afraid. Because I thought we were, we were it was going down, you know. Whenever I was in, dude, everybody uh, was. I don't think anyone was happy for that shit. Whenever I was in boot camp, it, you know, like the pugil sticks, body sparring thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, the drone instructors got up on like, you know, they how they have a platform and then it's like mulch around it and you have to fight on the platform. Yeah. They have us all gather on the platform and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Russia invaded Ukraine last night. 
they were going <laughs> off about this stuff and they're like you will be in moscow in a month and i'm like there's no way and then i got a letter from uh i think it was dad or jeremiah saying that you were going to latvia and being deployed there i was like bro i'm gonna die in like a month i was like and, then, and whenever we got to the rifle range they're like you guys better shoot good this is the last training you guys are gonna I get mean, if you remember though in one of my letters, and i was I warned freaking you out shit. like yeah uh, and I, yeah they were being so serious. So it's even it was the people that weren't even drill instructors. They're like, "Y'all better take this training seriously because this is the last training you're getting until you're going to be on Moscow." Dude, they get doorstep. such a good. And I was like, out of it. I, was I think they did it to out. fuck with us, hundred percent. They had to have. It messed with my brain so. But bad. I'm not gonna lie, like, man. Um, when I went to <laughs> Latvia, I seriously thought it was going down. And in the letter I sent you, I tried to make it seem as uh, casual as I could. Like that, I didn't really think it was a big deal and all that, but I was That's scared shitless. Like, <laughs> well, because yeah. I try not to like tell people back home that I'm afraid or something. You know, like I don't want them worrying. I don't so even like, care. I tell mom all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you find that now that you're building your relationship with Larissa, that you're leaning on her more than mom? Like your mom? Yeah. 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 Probably. That's what I found with Scarlet. I, Scarlet was a pretty good backbone for me. But like the weird part about going to Latvia is I actually felt bad about it. Cause like I felt bad that I was making everyone worry now. You know, I was like, fuck, man, everyone's gonna be scared and shit. Like I don't Yeah. Grandma said that you called her and was like, uh, I'm going to Latvia. I just wanted to make sure I told my family I loved them. And she was telling me the story while she was crying and stuff, and I'm like we're probably fine. <laughs> no, I never called and like left anything. Um, woe is me. I called and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to Latvia, and I uh, just wanted to say, love you guys. Um, I'll talk to you when I can. I'm not because I, I was losing my phone. <laughs> yeah. They were taking my phone, you know, and I and I was gonna lose my phone and just have to go do this Latvia thing. But it was hilarious because like the way it worked. I guess I can talk about it now because it doesn't really matter. Is like. In the military, they have chalks. I'm sure you're familiar pizza um, yeah. with the Air Force and stuff. So, you know, they had three different chalks that were going, which is three different sets of airplanes, basically. And I think I was, like, on the the second one. And so they had the first wave go and everything. And then it was just all the chill NCOs, like, all the douchebags, like, the LT, the platoon sergeant, all them assholes. <laughs> they went on the first chalk, you know, because they had to get there and set shit up. But, like, us, we were just, like you know uh chilling so like they sent me back to my room this is after they collected the cell phones and i just got on the xbox and i hopped at a party shitless like scared shitless right and i was like hey what's going on guys and they're like like dude this guy just fucking killed are you fucking serious man are you fucking serious you just fucking killed god damn and i'm like yeah i'm getting deployed to latvia guys <laughs> oh damn dude Damn it, fuck, I can't believe this guy killed me. I'm like, dude, nobody cared. Our minds are like in two totally different places. But then I got on a call or I got in a party with Max and I was just honest with him. I was like, because like that's the one guy I actually opened up to about how like fucking scared shitless I was about it. Because, you know, I didn't want to worry anyone, but this was a guy that's actually deployed. He's actually seen shit. He's done shit. I was like, this is a guy that, like, he's not going to sit there and freak out and worry about me. You know, he's just going to give me some good advice, you know. So I kind of, like, opened up to him and everything. I was like, yeah, man, honestly, like, I'm 
I'm not gonna lie to you, Max. I'm fucking afraid, dude. Like I'm scared shitless about what I'm doing. My stomach is all upset, man. Like I'm fucking scared. And he's like, "Listen, take a deep breath, relax when you can. Anytime you get some downtime, just relax. Don't think about it. It's gonna be fine, you know. And just just go. Anytime you get some downtime, chill. Don't even think about the potential of what could happen. And." Just if you actually end up in that situation, worry about it then. But otherwise, don't even think about it, man, because it's probably not even going to happen. But it might because he was actually convinced that we were going to work with Russia. So he's telling me it's going to happen, which didn't help me at all. But <laughs> then we get to Latvia, dude, and they're like telling us like, yeah, man, like we are the solution to Russia invading Latvia. If Russia comes here, we're like the only infantry unit here. We're going to fuck all them up. And I was like... <laughs> We're gonna uh, we're gonna take we're gonna take all these guys on, just just our little battalion. The whole Russian army with a bunch of Dude, fucking. They only sent one battalion. They, we had two. They only sent us. It's like against the whole fucking Russian military, just for one battalion. It's like, bro, we're not even gonna be a speed bump. We're just gonna be fucking roadkill, dude. Like we were within like, artillery. Did we run over range. something? <laughs> Yeah, they don't even have to send soldiers. They we're within artillery range of their border. They could just fucking shoot us from where they're at. Flying y'all out. Not even realizing. Yeah. So like you're, we're within their artillery. We're gonna be their the first responders if something pops off. And I'm not. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I can't tell you that like it wouldn't happen. But all I can say is like they told me the same shit and it didn't happen. You know. So I guess use that to reassure you. A lot of times the military amps stuff up. Like when they were giving us a fucking talking they to. They want you to get, they want you to be violent. They want you to be scared. When we were getting a talking to from a higher up, like really high up, battalion command kind of level. He's trying to motivate everyone, you know. He's like, men. And the thing is, we thought we were only going for two weeks. We ended up being there for three months, you know. And it was like, men. Here's the thing, all right? The president of the United States of America needs a solution. We were pushed across his desk and he chose us. We are the solution. We are the solution to this life and death situation. He's like, you know, two weeks is what they're saying it probably is going to be. But I'll tell you right now, Iraq was supposed to be a 30-day mission. How long were we there for? And yeah, and he just goes on and on and on. And I'm like, Sergeant Major, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> I'm getting out. I kind of don't want to be there longer than two weeks. And that was the thing, too. I was getting out. I was like five or six months away from getting out. I was like, please, please don't send me on this shit. I'm about to ETS. You're going to die right before you get out. Dude, I was going to be so fucking pissed. I was, I was even on profile at the time because like when I was out processing, I was like, I'm going to tell them fucking medical everything because when I get out, I want to be able to. Anything I got dinged up or hurt on in the military, I'm going to fucking report this shit as soon as I get out. And uh, so I was on profile. Like, I wasn't, I was on light duty and shit, you know? And, like, I, I went up to my team leader and I was like, hey, man, uh, so I, I, I got a, go. I got a profile. <laughs> yeah, it literally, is, and he's like, he looks at it, snatches it, and he's usually so cool and chill. He's like the dopest dude ever. He's like a sniper. He's been on deployments and shit. He's fucking dope as hell. And he was the guy that like would just basically let me do whatever the fuck I wanted. And then if he needed me, he'd call me in. But otherwise, go do whatever the fuck you want. He was that kind of guy. He's so chill. 
But when it came to deployment and he saw the little bitch in me, he just snatched that paper. He's like, was this written? Was this written by a doctor? And I was like, no, it was written by the platoon medic. He's like, this means nothing in the eyes of the army. Get the fuck out of my face. I was like, sorry for being a pussy sergeant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really sorry that I'm weak (laughs) of mind, body, and spirit. (laughs) One thing that that I'm a broken body, fucking weak fuck. (laughs) One thing that did help me whenever they were telling us telling us all this stuff, I was like. Well, I guess uh, me and Jeremiah are going to be in the same war. I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. We fight in the if same you, war. If you get shot and die, I'll, I'll rejoin. Yeah. <laughs> I'll kill 20 of them before I die. I won't die. I'll avenge this you. This for Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's why I'm the top G. I've told everyone this. It's like, if my little brother gets shot, I'm joining. <laughs> I might get deployed, Do you bro. tell my mom that? No. You tell mom that? You should tell her that. I tell them nothing. <laughs> yeah, I tell them about my business stuff, out. and I tell them positive things, but I don't necessarily uh, inform them of, like, how scared I am <laughs> or how terrified I am or if I plan on joining if you die. <laughs> like, I try not to worry them, but, yeah, that's the plan, man. Go get shot. I'll fucking Dude, I had a lot of six. my family so much when that fucking <laughs> Why don't war you, popped like, off. Join back now. <laughs> no, because I don't want to be in if I don't have to be in. Fuck that, dude. I'm so fucking done with that shit. I'm so glad I'm out. Like, I miss certain things about the military. Don't get me wrong. Like, my boys and Join everything. the Air Force, dude. Join the Air Force. Well, bro, it's all working out because this, this whole business idea that we're working on, like, I'm bringing people from the platoon. Like, the cool people, the people that I was chill with, the fucking dope-ass motherfuckers we used to get drunk with and jump out of windows and have a fucking blast. I'm getting them in on this business shit, so we're still linking up. Um, I haven't told them about the pod. I told one guy about the podcast so far that's out of the platoon and hates everyone, so he doesn't talk to anyone. I've told him about the podcast, but nobody else, because God forbid my platoon finds out about this podcast. They're gonna shit on you for the rest of your life, (laughs) dude. I'll just get messages in my inbox from dudes I haven't talked to in years or whatever. Like, hey, you fat piece of shit. How about you go run a fucking two mile? (laughs) I could outrun anybody in your platoon. Oh, you can you can do fucking fifty miles on a challenge with your brother, but you can't do a twelve minute two mile. Or fuck you, man. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's so toxic in the military, dude. Because like, it is. If you try to do something positive, everyone just shits on you, man. What'd you, what'd you say, Jake? <laughs> I said it is. It makes you want to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough, dude. It's it's hard, man. Because like, I think what's hard about it is that you don't Trying get and nobody freedom. Sees it. Yeah, there's that, yeah. and then there's no freedom. You have no control over your own life. You know, and you guys joined a different military than I did. We did. I'm happy. Fuck you, pizza, and your fucking Air Force and your fucking, you know, business. Were y'all stuff. just talking about how the military doesn't let people be happy? Because <laughs> Dude, it's influenced us, man. It's impacted us for the negative. I know. One thing I'm looking forward though is coming back from Norway and just screaming at a bunch of brand new kids that just got there. 
See, and that's the toxic were... cycle that happens. The abuser or the abusee becomes the abuser. It's because yeah, like you I go will... through that mindset. I went through the bullshit, so they got to go through it too. Yes, that's exactly it. And it never fucking act, ends, bro. Like that, it never ends. Yeah. Never ends, dude. And then if you're a nice guy and you don't like the way you were treated and you try not to treat everyone else like that, all your you jokes just like think crap, you're a not. fucking pussy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for example, one time I was... Uh, my squad leader, I won't say his name, of course, but uh, one of my squad leaders, because I had a lot of them, but he told me after, I forget, I had been out there like running and stuff and like working on my run time, because that was always my struggle in the military, you know, fucking, you know, staff sergeant, whatever the fuck can go in there and barely deadlift 120 pounds and struggle with it for one rep. But God forbid, I'm a little slow when we're going on a six-mile run. Like, it's, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but I was working my ass off on it. I was doing the carnivore diet. I was losing weight. And he was like, yeah, man, would have been nice if you did this earlier. I'm like, dude, really? Come on, man. Like, why can't you just be happy that I'm actually trying here, man? Pizza, do you have any negative paperwork? Uh... I'll talk about that. I'm going to get another mixer. I do, but it's not official. It didn't stick. And uh, in basic, we had these things called 341s. They were like discrepancy cards. If you did some dumb shit during basic, basically what it was is them just trying to scare you to be better, you know, just to do your thing. Like they'd give you a 341 if you fucking, if you didn't do enough pushups or if you talked out of line or if you didn't use a reporting statement correctly. But at the end of basic, they threw that shit away. But other than that, I don't really have anything official. So that shit didn't really count. I'm I'm on a clean slate for the moment. Did you uh is that like an article fifteen or sixty one oh five? The three forty ones? Yeah. No, dude, it's some it's some basic bullshit. You know, they they don't really oh, it's just something that the drill basic. Like, right? Yeah, the drill sergeant. Yeah, they're like, just trying to fuck with the trainees, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if you get six three forty ones, you're gonna get kicked out of the military. Dude, we had one kid with like thirty. <laughs> And at the end, he passed with just every, with everyone else, you know. So if I knew how this was, I would get those every. I would get as many of those as I could. The problem yeah, is that once you go to boot camp in the Marines, they don't let you leave. It gets so hard to leave. Yeah, Jeremiah was telling me about that in the army. It was pretty hard to leave. Air Force is actually pretty easy. You do some dumb shit. They actually want to kick you out. You know, they want to actually kick you out, which is kind of mind numbing. You know, they don't force you to be there. Like, yeah, they're gonna try and keep you, but. They don't see that you're up to the standards. They'll kick you out real quick if you're gonna fuck up their name. Jeremiah, do you have any negative paperwork? Did you ever get any um, negative paperwork? I once had a negative counseling that I appealed, and it was never written again. Although it could have completely been written, been written. You guys want to hear the story? Oh uh, yeah. All right, a story about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and no, <laughs> um. Okay, so this is basically how it went, right? So I was like the major alcoholic. I know I'm drinking now, but like genuinely, the drunkest I've been since being out of the army is the time me and you went to that bar. And then like, I always like to have, I thought Jack was coming on the podcast um, and he always drinks. So I I brought some alcohol because I just wanted to be on the same level. But anyways, um, this was during my like peak alcoholism days. I just met Scarlett. She was trying to like, steer me in a positive direction i wasn't having it 
this I two bottles of liquor a night, bro. Like not a night, but when I get drunk, at least two or three, maybe even four times a week. Uh Florence, we go to Florence, I would just get drunk every fucking night. You know, there's a bar there called Lions Fountain. And it's a it's a bar for Americans, actually. Believe it or not, Florence is so far from Vicenzo, where the 173rd station. But people go to Lions Fountain all the time. All our platoon shirts are on the ceilings and everything. Anyways, coming back to the story. So COVID had started to hit, and we were in Italy. And Italy made all these crazy laws. You had curfews. Like, every resident had to be in their house by 10 p.m., shit like that. Um, And although we don't necessarily... No, actually, we, we actually do abide completely with the Italian law. They call it host nation. You have to abide by the host nation's law out of respect for the country mm-hmm. and everything. So even if it's not American law, if it's Italian law and we're in Italy, we have to respect it. Which is Does which that is law fair. count if you're on the base? Do you have American laws on base? Yep, it, it does. Um, because the base wasn't actually, or isn't America's. We rent it from the Italians, basically. So, so what they, if you're in Saudi Arabia? Are you allowed to drink or is it a dry country? Um, I mean, I don't know. It depends. I think it depends what capacity you're there. Like if you're there in a friendly capacity, like you're there as an ally or a friend, you always try to show respect and obey the host nation laws. But if you're in another country that's maybe you're there in a hostile capacity, you're there to fight. Obviously, we don't give a fuck about the laws. Or maybe if we're fighting a terrorist faction, we respect the host nation laws by the legitimate government that we recognize. But, you know, fuck all you terroristic pieces of shit or whatever. Um, anyway, so 10 p.m. curfew, right? Drinking with my buddies. We're not supposed to be drinking. That was like a new rule because of COVID lowers your immune system. You're not supposed to get drunk. Um, that of course, no infantrymen followed that rule in the slightest. Everyone was getting shit faced in the barracks, bro. But like, it was bad because the fucking uh, MPs and the carbonary, they would like roll through the barracks on a regular basis, make sure no one was in there. This is when I got beat up by all the fucking uh, gay dudes in a different company because I wouldn't kiss a man. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so, you know, I'm drinking with my buddies. We're fucking drunk as a skunk. Fucking shit-faced, man. And I'm like, it's like 9 o'clock or it's like 9.30. You know, 10 p.m. is the curfew. And I decided it's a great time to go bike riding down in downtown Vicenza, drunk as a skunk, which is a DUI offense in italy even if you're on a bicycle if you're under the influence of alcohol you can get a dui so i took my little bicycle down down there i was riding past uh bar 27 it's a bar in vicenza and one of the dudes that's in my company saw me and he's riding his bike back to the base because we usually didn't buy cars we could just get away with a bike in italy and uh (laughs) he reached out to like tap me but apparently he while he was riding past me and I was riding past him, his hand made contact with my face and he basically just slapped the fucking shit out of me. And <laughs> he, he told me the next day, he's like, I wasn't trying to do that. I just, it, I was just trying to reach out and like, I accidentally got you in the face. And he's like, but you looked around, you turned around and looked at me like a confused puppy. <laughs> and he's like, and I was like, come on, man, we got to get back to the base. And he's like, and then you just kind of took off towards blue bar, which is another popular bar. I got there, I ran into friends who were actually staying in the city, breaking curfew, but had rented out an Airbnb. Um, 
for the night and they were like yeah bro just stay here man you know it's all good you know you could just stay with us no problem don't worry about it don't stress but then like i had the random idea of 10 minutes before cur or like 20 minutes before <laughs> curfew that i wanted to go drink with my good friend and i won't say his name but um the my drinking buddy basically was like so he calls me he's like hey what where the fuck are you at man and i'm like I'm in downtown trying to make some magic happen, bro. Trying to get back. We're going to drink, bro. We're going to drink. And so I abandoned the bicycle and I call a taxi, which was another broken rule because you weren't supposed to use any public transportation as a general order by the colonel. And the colonel had written a general order stating that we must abide by host nation laws and be back on base by 2200. And so, you know, I abandoned my bike, got stolen. It was like a $300 bike. I got to the base. And I, I, the guy ran my credit card in the taxi. And I feel like if I would have just gotten out and said, fuck you and ran into the base, I would have made it in time. But I walked <laughs> onto the base in two minutes after curfew. And of course, the military being the military, they had um, enhanced yeah. leadership presence patrols where it's like high ranking officers and shit. And our first sergeant and the captain at the time had given us a safety brief and said, hey, listen, do not be late. Be on base. But but if you are late, despite all our telling to you not to be late, call us. We'll come. We'll get you on base and you won't get in any legal trouble. We'll, you know, we might have you get smoked and we might tell you, you know, we might talk a lot of shit to you, but like. We'll get you on base. You won't get in legal trouble. I didn't do that because I was drunk and fucking retarded. So, like, I just came on base. And it just so happened that the patrol that was, like, right there, you know, it was, like, a few specialists and, like, one of the platoon sergeants in the company. And he's like, Kidwell. I'm like, Roger Trump. And he's like, do you know what time curfew is? I said, it was 2200, Sergeant. He's like, what the fuck happened? And I was like, Sergeant. And I, I was trying to just be completely honest, hoping to, like, play to his humanity that maybe if I'm, like, really honest with the guy, he'll just fucking, like, let me off the hook. It was only two minutes, you know? And um, so I tell him, I'm like, sorry, honestly, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm really, really drunk right now. Like, do you know you're not supposed to be drunk? And I'm like, I know, sorry, but I am. And I, I went downtown uh, on my bike. And I rode a taxi back to try to get here in time. You were in public transportation that goes against the general. <laughs> I'm like, I understand that, Sergeant. I was just trying to get back in time. I didn't want to break the the order by being late. And I was just kind of hoping to to get a, get away with it, to be honest with you, Sergeant. And he's like, he just kept nodding his head as I was like telling him. I was being completely honest with him. I told him everything. And he's like. He probably fucked up there, honestly. I probably did, but he was in my company, so I thought maybe he'd have some loyalty, right? So uh, he's like, go straight to your fucking room. And I'm like, Roger, Sean. And so I start heading off, you know, going to my room. And it's a long walk. It's like literally 0.7 miles from the gate to, like, the barracks. And I crossed past the brigade building where my platoon was on staff duty. And they had gotten word from that platoon sergeant, hey – this is what happened, you know? And so they sent one of the team leaders out there just kind of patrolling back and forth, waiting to intercept me as I was walking back to the barracks. He pulls me into the 
uh, in front of staff duty in front of my platoon. And I took a completely different approach rather than being honest. I was like, now it's time to lie. <laughs> and so they're like, how much did you have to drink tonight? Kenwell? Like, so I had two twisted teas and he's like two twisted teas. You can't even stand up straight. You're telling me you had two fucking twisted teas. And I'm like, Sorry, I just smashed them back to back, man. Like, I'm just really feeling it right now. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he just talks all this shit to me, grills me, and he's like, you know, you fucked up tonight, right, kid? Well, you know, you're fucked. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, Roger Sorn, I know, I'm sorry. Um, I accept full responsibility. I'm a complete fucking idiot. I'm sorry. And he's like, you go straight to your fucking room and you do not go anywhere else. Do you understand? Like, yes, he's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, honestly, like, I'm probably going to drink with my buddy because that was the whole plan for me coming back. And he's like, no, you're not. And they called my buddy and they're like, do not drink with Kidwell. And uh, and they're like, go straight to your fucking room. We'll talk tomorrow. And I was like, Roger Sorrent. And so I walk towards the barracks and I just run into my buddy from basic training. And he's like. Hey, come to the room. Come to my room, man. Let's drink. Let's watch some fucking music <laughs> videos and shit. And I'm like, fuck it, bro. And so I go to his room and I'm just sitting on his couch and telling him how fucked I am and how much I fucked my military life over. And like, you know, I'm basically fucked. I'm never going to have a career, all this other shit. And he's like, yeah, that sucks. You want another shot? I was like, fuck yeah, I want another shot. Because, <laughs> dude, it's like, like I was drunk. I'm already in the shit. What, what, what worse? How much worse can it get? I knew I was drunk as shit. I knew I was fucked. And I was like, I might as well just have a good time, man. I'm already fucked, you know? And uh, just just don't sign the negative paperwork and you're good. <laughs> and so I finally, like, we, we, you know, go separate ways, whatever. And I've gotten like 25 phone calls, but I just couldn't be bothered with that shit. I was like, fuck them, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm already fucked, dude. Like, you're going to fuck me more for not paying? Fuck you. Like, I'm I'm drunk. I'm like asleep, you know? Like, fuck you. And so I finally went downstairs to my floor. And my buddy that I was planning on drinking with is out there mopping the hallway. Two in the morning. No, actually, it was probably more like midnight. He's just fucking mopping the hallway. And then the rest of my platoon, all the Joes are out there mopping the hallway. And I'm like, guys, what's going on, man? And I don't remember this because I was so drunk. This is just what's been told to me. He came up to me with like an inch in my face and he just started unloading, screaming at me. Where's Kid? Well. I told him, I said, he's asleep in this room, sorry. I put him to his bed. He's good. He's just drunk. He's like, you know, he's not supposed to be drunk. I was like, and he was like, yes, yeah, sorry, but we're both drunk. And he he got drunk too. He's just, he's just going to his room. Because the staff sergeant was drunk, you know? He's like, just go, he's asleep, sorry. He's good. And he's like, I'm trusting you, man. And he's like, Roger, Sergeant, I wouldn't let you down. And then, Kenwell, you break fucking curfew, and you go back, and now I'm fucked. Now I'm a liar. Now no one fucking <laughs> trusts me. Fuck you, Kenwell, I was there for you. You weren't there for me. Fuck you, Ken. He's just, like, losing his shit on me, right? And then, like, a staff sergeant, <laughs> another staff sergeant in the platoon came out, and he had to split us up. And then, apparently, we called each other on WhatsApp, because we were looking at our recent call history. And 
we think that I ended up just going back to his room and we just kept drinking for the rest of the night. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, <laughs> we, you know, next day rolls by. I've just decided like, okay, well, I'm really hungover and I need some Gatorade. So I just went to the shop at, you know, and then like my team leader throws his window open from the second floor when he sees me walk into the shop at. He's like, Oh, and I'm like Roger specialist because like you know in the army even if they're a specialist or they're a team leader you got to call them specialists or whatever it's fucking stupid and he he comes downstairs and he walks with me to the shop at he's like just talk to me man what happened tell me what the fuck happened man and I was like honestly I fucked up man and he's like you know you're fucked right and I was like I'm aware and he's like okay man I'm going to do my best for you, but you're fucked. And this was like my douchebag team leader. This was my version of your corporal. And, uh, you know, we just kind of talked through. I said, yeah, I understand I'm fucked. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you look bad. I know that I did. And I know that I probably added stress to your life. I accept responsibility for what I did. I'm very sorry. But this is what I fucking did, man. And he was like, all right. Change it now. Yeah, he's like, all right, bro, but we'll see. So they talk with the squad leader. And basically what happened was my comp- my platoon, this was during the OG dope-ass dope, dope ass platoon days, man, like in my platoon, like where everyone was hard as fuck. You know, it was kind of mafia mentality. You know, I had been through the ringer on all my hazing and shit. And it just <clears throat> fucked me royally, like for a year. And I accepted it, took it on the chin and just fucking did my best to get accepted, you know? And I got accepted. So they kept it on the down low and they just made my life miserable and smoked the fucking dog shit out of me for two weeks and told me I had to go to Sud C, which is like the military's AA program. And uh, they're like, yeah, so you can voluntarily go to Sud C or we can go talk to the commander and you'll get command referred and forced to go to Sud C. If you voluntarily go, it's not negative on your career, but if you are command referred, it is. So, I mean, I was, like, totally compliant. I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll go. But then my squad leader wrote this counseling, which kind of brings me back to the original question, have I ever received negative paperwork? And it basically, I was very much, like, I accept responsibility for what I did. But this piece of paper had so many lies on it. It was just not true. Like, it said that I was two hours late. I was two minutes late, not two hours. It said that I had belligerently you know, been disrespectful and profane to a platoon sergeant. I didn't. I seriously didn't. I was I was actually completely honest with the guy. I, I didn't cuss at him. I, didn't, I wasn't nothing. What the hell are you talking about? You know, I didn't do that. The fuck? And so, like, basically, it was like a whole laundry list of this bullshit. And I told him, I was like, well, Sarn, I'm willing to accept responsibility for what I did, and I do, but this paper doesn't reflect what I did. If this paper reflects what I I did, I'll happily sign it and agree to it and accept any plan of action you decide I need. But this, this, this is just simply not accurate. And so he's like, okay, well, we'll reword it or, you know, we'll make it so that it's accurate and then we'll push it in front of you. And I was like, okay. And they ended up just never doing that. They just smoked the shit out of me for two weeks. And like, literally, I, I never would, signed it. Yeah. It was my whole squad. My whole squad was fucked. If any of us wanted to go off post, we had to go knock on our team leader's door Hi, and we had to give them a gotwa where I'm going, others I'm taking with me, time I'll be back, what to do if I'm late, 
actions all like all that shit we had to give that anytime we wanted to go to the fucking grocery store or like you're treating you're getting treated as a fucking kid basically but i deserved it i just felt bad that everyone else was getting fucked because of me you know you never got negative paperwork Te- no i did i just didn't sign it and then they never pushed any more in front of me but i should have gotten it i i saw other guys do far less than i did and get article 15s because they violated a general order <laughs> yeah you got lucky yeah jake's got some shit going on um oh, one, shit. one time they smoked the shit out of me uh like i was really drunk one day and i had a cup in my hand of coke and rum and my normal drinking buddy the same one from the last story i was trying to go drink with them and they were fucking with me they were pranking me right so him and his roommate had locked me out of the room and so i started kicking on the door like i was trying to fucking kick it open like i was kicking it as hard as i can i was drunk out of my mind and they were just dying laughing inside but as i was kicking i was spilling my drink everywhere and it was all over the floor and then i went into my room and fell asleep and crashed and uh then I, then I hear, <laughs> on the fucking door, dude, and it's like a heavy ass door. This ain't a normal door. This is like a fucking heavy wooden solid door, and it's this staff sergeant. Um, I almost—it's hard not to say people's name. I keep almost slipping up, but uh, he's banging on my door, and as I'm walking to it, my roommate's like, "No, don't open it," and I just fucking threw it open, and I talked to this guy months after the fact and he told me what happened uh he's like yeah you opened the door and you looked like you wanted to fucking fight me man but then it's like you thought better of it and decided not to and this guy's like a purple belt in jujitsu he's like he can deadlift like fucking 500 pounds like he's a big man and he's a jujitsu guy you know like you don't want to fuck with this guy he killed a kid <laughs> on a deployment oh like, shit it was it was totally within <laughs> rules of engagement. Like the guy, the kid had a fucking AK and was shooting at them. But like he did it right, and it's like this is a hard guy. You don't want to fuck with him. He, you know, and he's just screaming in my face. I don't even remember what he said. He's just like within an inch of my face, and he's fucking screaming, dude. And um, I uh, <laughs> I went. So you know, he went away, and then my corporal the biggest douchebag corporal i've ever had dude he he comes over he's like get one get the fuck out of here i'm like uh, roger corporal and i'm like drunk as shit so i'm being disrespectful <laughs> as fuck i don't even care because i'm so drunk i'm like roger corporal and so i go out there and i start mopping the floor right and i mop it up i did such a sloppy job i left all these gaps he had every right to be pissed at me and i was like <laughs> He comes back. He's like, "Well, this is fucking horrible." <laughs> you know, he like loses his fucking mind on me, and so I'm like, "Yeah, whatever, man." Like, I mop the spot where I spilled the liquor, but you want me to go mop, whatever, man. And so I just go and mop it again. And he comes back. He's like, "Come on, it still looks like shit. Get it mopped off the floor. What the fuck?" <laughs> and so <laughs> I uh. I just, I was like, fuck this, man. Cause he walked off. I was like, fuck this, dude. I ain't putting up with this little bitch. Like, that was my, that was what was going on in my head, right? And so <laughs> I went and knocked on this other staff sergeant's door. Um, and this guy, I don't want to like lay out all his experiences and stuff and like narrow it down, like if anyone ever tried to find him. So, but let's just say that this guy was a uh, pretty fucking like, he's a killer, man. 
also not one to be fucked with, right? And uh, he opens the door and he's sober. He's like, he looks at me and he sees I'm, I could barely stand up straight. He's like, what's going on, kid? Well, <laughs> can I have a man to man with you? Like, no ranks, bro. Just me talking to you, man. And he's like, he's just smiling at me. He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> what's up, kid? Well, and about that time, the corporal comes around the corner and he sees that I'm talking to the staff. So he's like, <laughs> I'm like, he just loses his marbles on me, right? And he basically screams at me. And the staff sergeant looks at me, he's like, Everything good? He said his name, <laughs> but is everything good, man? And uh, and he's like, Yeah, I got it. Don't worry about it. I'm this is fine. I, I got it. It's under control. And um, that's what I hope he, I can do. He looks at me and remember, I'm drunk as shit. And he's like, Chip up. Get your fucking PTs on. And I thought I was smart. I told him, I was like, well, corporal, according to military regulation, I can't be in <laughs> uniform while under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> he really, he's like, that's fine. Get in civilian clothes. And so <laughs> we start walking out outside. He tells me to follow him outside and everything. And like, as I'm changing and everything, getting into my shorts, I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, hurry the fuck up. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> oh my I pull God. my shorts up. And, <laughs> and as we're walking outside, he's he's like, you know, I'm I'm telling him, I'm talking all this shit. And I'm like, you know, Corporal, you always tell us, like, if we ever have a problem with you, be a man about it and tell you. So I'm telling you right now, I got a fucking problem with you. Like, you're a, <laughs> I got a fucking problem with you, man. And he's like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, but you always say if we got a problem to tell you and to be a man. And so I'm being a man and I'm telling you. And now you're telling me to shut the fuck up. And he's like, shut the fuck up, kid. Well, get the fuck up. No. <laughs> Roger, Corporal. And so we get this outside. This guy was losing it. Dude, because he's not used to having people talk shit to him. But I was just, I would never have done this sober. I was just drunk as shit, you know? And, um, <laughs> Dude, it's just so fucking retarded. It was me, you almost him. Gave a fucking heart attack. Yeah, dude. Me, him, my team leader at the <sighs> time, and then my gunner. And we all got out. And you got to understand the base we were on. It's really, really small, man. It's like two and a half miles circumference, you know? He's like, well, we're going to go for a fucking run. And I was like, you might be going for a fucking run, but <laughs> I'm going for a fucking walk, dog. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so we start fucking going and i i am jogging you know but then i start i'm like i'm really drunk but i also realize i'm drunk and i can act like i'm drunk so i see a dumpster and my team leader is a really religious southern man like very southern uh he never spoke to a black person before the army not because he was racist but just because like where he grew up there just wasn't there there's just no black people you know so it wasn't like he was a racist against them. It just never crossed paths. Like that's how, you know, isolated he was. And he was very Christian and everything. You know, he never dipped or cussed or drank or anything like that before the military. Of course, the infantry fucked that all up for him. But um, knowing this, I see the dumpster and I stop running. And I walk up to the dumpster and I lift the, the lid 
and I'm looking inside of it. And they're just kind of trotting along, like talking to each other. And then they realize I like I'm not there anymore. <laughs> and they're trying. And the corp was like, and I'm like, Corporal, there's something in here that ain't supposed to be in here, man. And my team leader walks up to me and he looks into the dumpster and then he looks at me and he's like, there ain't nothing in here, kid whale. And I was like, oh no, specialist, there's something in there. And he like looks at me like all creeped out and shit. And then we start trotting <laughs> along again. We we're jogging and everything. And then I would just stop and start staring at the sky because I was tired and didn't feel like jogging anymore. And I just look at the sky and point like that. And the, the specialist <laughs> turned around. He's like, What you seeing, kid whale? <laughs> you started creeping him out. <laughs> I was like, Specialist, there's something up there, man. There's something up there. And he's like, what the? And then the corporal knew I was full of shit. He was just like, you must fucking go, man. And so we keep trotting along, bro. We finally get to the other side of the base, dude. And there we used to have a lot of rabbits on the base. And there's this rabbit that just darted across us, like into the, the grass and stuff on the side of the road. And my team leader looks at me, he's like, Okay, Will, if you can catch that rabbit, we will stop this right now. <laughs> I took the fuck off as hard as I could, dude. And what I didn't calculate for was the ditch. And uh that's about the time I ate dirt. <laughs> and then I'm just like crawling out of the ditch towards this rabbit. They're just dying laughing, like, get the fuck over here, kid. Well, let's go, man. And then that's when they started chilling out and they were just like, listen, we're not gonna run too fast. We're just gonna do a little trot. We don't, you know, you're drunk, you're dehydrated, we don't want to like fuck you up, but like you need to, this is the consequence, man. Like you fucked up. And then we completely get around the base. We come back to the barracks. And at this point I'm all emotional because I'm drunk as shit, especially now that I'm dehydrated from the job. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I got you guys out here on a Friday night, man. I'm really sorry, guys. And they're like, the corporal's like, no, it's done. It's done. You did, you, you did something bad. It was corrected. There was a consequence. It's done, man. You're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. No more, man. You're good. <laughs> And I was like, all right, guys, I appreciate that, man. And then they sent my gunner with me, and he there, he made sure, like, I got water in my system. I took a shower. He put me to sleep, like, on my side so I didn't, like, choke on my vomit and shit. So, like, the next day comes by. This is when I really earned respect with them. I think they realized after they sobered up that they could all lose rank for what they did. Um, you're not allowed to, like, correct someone with PT, or whatever when they're really really drunk you're just not allowed to do that and you're not allowed to do that when you're really drunk because you know you can't make good decisions while under the influence and also if you smoke someone while they're drunk that's actually a safety hazard you know like they they could potentially injure themselves you know from dehydration and shit like it's a big deal um but i was really just wanting to be accepted by the platoon so like i didn't say anything you know kind of mob mentality like i ain't no snitch you know, I ain't going to report you guys, you know, don't worry about it. Like, you know, I fucked up, you know, I get it. I joined an infantry platoon. I know that the consequences are fucking hard. It is what it is, man. I want to, I want to be part of the platoon. I ain't trying to be a little bitch and play the system, you know? And um, the next day I didn't say any of that and they didn't want to bring it up because they didn't want to like put any ideas in my head, but uh, I could tell that they were a little worried about it. And the corporal was actually being nice to me, which was so fucking weird. Cause like he was always such a, asshole to me 
Um, and he had like basically told me that, I, you know, like he made a joke to me and that was so strange. It was the first time he had ever done anything like that. And I think I had started to gain his respect, but I was caught so off guard by his joke that I didn't react to it correctly. Cause I was so used to him just being an asshole and fucking me up and smoking me and shit that when he made a joke, I was like, um, I was just caught off guard. I didn't respond to it. I thought he was being an asshole. I, I responded to it seriously. Cause I thought he was being serious. He's just fucking with me. And he left. He's like, nah, I'm just fucking with you, man. And I think that's when I started to finally get accepted in the <clears> tune. <throat> now I don't mean to sit like looking back, I mean, I'm really like, at the time, I was really pissed at what that guy did. I thought he was a real fucking piece of shit for that. And honestly, I still think he he was kind of a turd for doing some of the things that he did. But overall, I mean, he wasn't a bad guy or nothing, man. It was just kind of the the world we lived in. That's just how it was, you know. So. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't have any hate towards, you know, the guys that fucked me up and shit. Just because I understand that that's just part of the process, man. It's just how it is, like. And I was a fat turd. I honestly was. It is. And if you're not like a PT God, everyone hates you. And I wasn't a right. PT God. I was fat. I like I failed a PT test once, you know, I suck at running. So. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for but letting me rant was... for 20 minutes. <laughs> but dude, I got a million of those stories. You know what I mean? Like I never would have had those if I didn't join. So it's yeah. like, I feel like that's a yeah. subtle dig. You're you like, oh, I'm not a snitch. I just reported. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I totally understand where you're coming from. And I don't blame you in the slightest for what you're doing and sticking up for yourself. Honestly, looking back, I was kind of a beta bitch, like the with that mentality. Cause like these guys were basically just walking all over me and I could have done something about it, but I didn't because I wanted that acceptance from the platoon. There was a lot of pride in the platoon at that time. Towards the end Everybody of the platoon, platoon likes what I'm doing. Yeah, they, they think I'm like a rock star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, there's no way you did that. There's no way you're doing that. See, and it, for us, people that did what you're doing were like outcasts. They're yeah, just no, like no one talked to them. Shun. You know? Everybody hates this guy so much, so they're they they like what I did. I, I well, did no, some shit in my. You have balls face. for what you're doing. <laughs> You're sticking up for yourself against high-ranking people. That that takes balls, you know. I don't think you're a bitch for doing that. I think you're you got a pair, man. And you also just have a different set of priorities. Like mine was, I want my platoon to accept me. Yours is, I want to be treated fairly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a very reasonable thing to have or perception to have. <laughs> we'll see if it goes anywhere. <laughs> I. I... I told the other guys on my platoon, you know how you told me to write down this stuff? They're oh, like, yeah. oh, that's good. They're, that's good. I'm going to start doing that. They're like, we can't, they're like, if we actually get like a whole list of stuff, I'm going to, I'm like, I'll bring you to the captain. I don't know. Seriously, because like, if you, if you start talking to people, they're going to, and we shouldn't talk about this too much on the podcast, but if you talk to people. Yeah, I'm being very vague. Yeah, yeah. If you talk to people, they're going to want specific information, you know, like. If when I did this a happen? little notebook. Of the exactly. Yeah. Thing, you know date yeah. time whatever what like, happened this doesn't go higher than me i'm like it will <laughs> yeah it's like you understand that i can make this go higher than you right <laughs> he's like i could ruin your life if i just signed this one paperwork and i was like 
Come on. I won't sign it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you appeal it, I think they have to take it to the next level. Yeah, they have to take it to a court martial. Well, if it's just a counseling, I don't think they have to. It just has to be someone higher than them. If it's an Article 15 that you refuse, oh. then you get a court martial. Take it to the CO. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not scared of any of them. But I don't I don't wanna uh ruin the integrity of it, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna say too much about it. So can you guys see me right now or no? Yes. Yeah. Don't say anything about what you see, but <laughs> it's all on Jacob right now. He's the one that's highlighted, so YouTube will never see it. But oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It's a free country, right? Free country, brother. <laughs> Jacob is exhausted. Can see it in his eyes. Keeps yawning and. What time did you wake up this morning? Nine. Yeah, I woke up at six fifty. Went to the gym. I went swimming. I went to the gym. Dad, I just didn't Dad wake up at six fifty. Dad, Dad swam like a thousand five hundred more meters than me. I was dying. Dude, he's getting into swimming, man. Like we got him on that, and as soon as he realized that his watch would tell him how many laps he's done, he's he like, like hundred and one. I did forty. <laughs> Gee, did Michael Phelps, dude. No, Michael like for real. He's doing great. He's lost like twenty five pounds too. That's oh, a so really way, tell me that. good way to condition yourself. Swimming yeah, is awesome. He's only he's one ninety five now. I think he used to be two fifteen. He said. Yeah, yeah, because. As soon as I got back, my first thing was like, I got to establish a place to work out at. That was the why. And I knew EJ was going to be all about it, you know? So he started coming with me and I was bringing him in as a guest. And then me and Ethan just kept trying to talk them into it. Like, yeah, start coming with us. And then dad was starting to get into it. And he was like, okay, yeah, I'll come with you guys. And he's been consistent, man. And then Deb finally started tagging along too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I doubt I'm going to go tomorrow. Because they wake up at 6.45. Well, dude, I feel like... Just chill, morning. man. Relax. You're on vacation. You're about to get married. Just chill, man. I, yeah. I just got to make sure I don't get fat. Because I think like the day after we get back, we have to run a PFT. Well, it's great Which that you're the, thinking that. Three miles. You're going to like be one of the top performers. Because I guarantee you, 80% of the people in your company are idiots. And are just drinking and eating everything right now. I'm gonna be Dude. one of the top performers anyway. I'm gonna look top G, me. top G, man. Top G, yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait for to watch that the corporal that trying to do all this stuff to me fail another PT test. Three <laughs> in a row. Well, hey, I'm when you're out, man, that. just send send your corporal a link to this video. <laughs> oh, I will. Skip to minute fifty. I was actually thinking about sending this podcast to a couple of uh the squad leaders and stuff that um I mentioned. In here, not like I didn't mention their names, but like, uh, just so that they can hear the story. I don't know how they'd react though. I don't know if they would think it was funny or if they think I'm a piece of shit for I mean, talking about it on the internet. Really do anything. They can't do anything. So more views. I know, I know, but like, <clears throat> I mean, I was kind of a turd in the military. I'm not gonna lie, but I genuinely do care about being respected by some of them. Not all of them. Some of them are just fucking assholes. So, you know. I don't want to just like intentionally piss them off, <laughs> but 
But like these are good hey, stories, dudes. man. This got to be on the internet, dude. It's good I, story. I gotta head out, dudes. You're not allowed gotta to go home. You're not allowed to. What do you mean? You, at? you, you have to shave your beard if you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta hey, shave it in at? a bit anyway. I'm really? out right now. Yeah. Um, you just sit in your car and do the podcast. Well, I grabbed a sandwich and it was perfect timing, so I was like, all right, whatever. I'm looking forward York, to it. Right? Uh, before we wrap Close. this up. Jake, you trying to come on vacation with us in 2023 and hit Albania where pizza lives? When? Uh, end of 2023 or like January 2024. Maybe. That's far in advance. I don't know what's going to happen. I know we're supposed to be going on a mute. Sometime. But we're, set, we're setting it in advance so that we can all save up for it. Because like the way I was doing it on this podcast for a while was like, if I could give you a ticket for 500 bucks that would take you anywhere in the world, where would you go and what would you do? And the catch is it is 500 bucks, but it's 500 bucks a month. Where can you not go in the world for two weeks to do whatever you want for six grand, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I well, guess we'll wrap it up Send me the here. details and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I have to talk to her too. And I don't know if I'd have to leave this. And she could come, you know, it'd be a blast. Yeah. We're going to, we're trying to build a whole group that's going on vacation <laughs> together. So and, you know, Pizza's got a car, he's got a house, you know, because his family's there. So it'd be a good time, man. He could uh, hook us up and stuff. So, Wait, um, Albania? Yeah, he, he's from Albania. So Where's that? It's in a... It's across the pond from Italy. It's on Earth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a good time. Thanks for coming on, guys. I had fun. Jake, thanks for staying, hey, man. Out, even though you're sleepy, I could tell. <laughs> Hey, I couldn't ditch on you like all the other guys. Uh, dude, that had me lit, bro. I was like, was like <laughs> y'all seen everything I brought down here, and I set everything up, and then not a fucking one person was on when they were supposed to be. I was yeah, like, you got mad. I don't blame you. Yeah, dude, because it's happened yeah, multiple I don't times, and I try to be chill because I want good energy on the podcast, but like at a certain point, man, I just get pissed, dude. Just, I, go, I just lose control of it. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, Half of you are military. Can't you be on fucking time? Jesus. Unmotivated motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, I was talking to the other siblings. That's why I was late. But we no, nah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I don't hold nothing against you because you're on leave. You know, you just enjoy your time while you're on leave. You know, enjoy the rest of your time. I can't wait to see you at the wedding, man. Um, yeah, I'll see you soon. Yeah, pizza. Looking forward to Albania when we finally meet. And um, like, subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe, people, if you enjoyed hearing a few buddies hanging out and talking. Um, I'll try not to extend this anymore. America. If you'd uh, like to learn about Islam, hit me up. Yep. Uh, Andrew Tate's good. You know, we should all listen and follow everything. He's No, I'm just kidding. Bro, I look but, like a fucking cholo. Look at me, my beanie and this fucking <laughs> cholo from Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, pizza. This is probably the most Muslim I've ever seen you. Like you look so Muslim right now. <laughs> With my beard and shit. With your beard, and then you got the head thing on. You know, they always have something on their head, and like, oh my god. <laughs> pizza hates me. Uh, yeah, 